short, you know what I'm saying? I want to make sure no mess-ups out here, you feel me? I want to make sure no mess-ups on the game. We live, man. PC Wrestling, we back at it, we back at it, you feel me? Uh, welcome back to another episode of PC Wrestling number 40-something. Uh, I don't remember the number, but... 43, 43. God, 43. 43. 43. Look at 42. No going on for a year, bro. We, we, we pushing a year, man. We pushing a year. Oh, yeah. Pushing a year, bro. Pussy now one year and we still got people who don't know it's running range. It's crazy. It's crazy to say, bro. It's crazy to say. You need to fuck all the way off, motherfucker. Yeah, we're on 42, by the way. 42? 42? 42? How you say 42 in Spanish, Louis? How do you say it in Spanish? 42. Uh, 42, yeah. Oh, you, you, you okay, Spanish, so. G? I don't see yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. What are you? What are you? I'm, I'm, hey, I'm full. Oh, full color. Let's just put it like that. What, what are you? What, 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 what is it? No, no, no. I, hey, I just learned it. I'm one of them few that full black just learned it. You know what I mean? Oh, you just learned it. Okay, okay. 43. Okay. 43 next week. Don't make me get in my bag. Sometimes you're probably not thinking black. For real, for real. I get the bag. <laughs> you feel me? We got the original squad here plus Mitri. Mitri from TikTok. He's going to be here today. Special guest. Uh, I'm going to let Nate take no. over because uh, today is uh, Nate's episode of the pod where it's his idea so he's gonna explain explain yes, everything we're doing basically and then we'll move from there yes sir my my creation uh all right so what i got is the ultimate wrestling debate it's not your average debate y'all because a lot of y'all don't know how to debate so we're gonna teach you how to debate for real mm. so what it is is two teams of three we got g baby we got jay we got mitri our guest and then we Me got Malik. The same team come on man yeah that's crazy that this is crazy i didn't pick the teams the wheel did and the other 10, you got Malik, Axe, and Lewis. So with these three teams, there's going to be five rounds. Five rounds is going to go head-to-head, five topics. And so our first topic is actually uh, is Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns should have retained at WrestleMania. It was the right call or should have Cody won. Cody should have won. Those are the two sides of the debate. Each team will randomly, for the first round, I will select which team will be on which side. And then, so what there, what there is, there's three points – for this the, for this topic, just to keep us on track, because you know how we get, y'all. We be talking about Roman Reigns, and we be talking about SummerSlam 1992. So, this going to keep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep us on track. Why are you Why are you calling us <laughs> out like that, listen, though? Listen. I'm calling myself Angie. I've been Come waiting on. to say this my whole life. <laughs> ah, that's something I wanted to say. And hey, you know what's so crazy? You know what's so crazy about this debate? You put Malik, the ultimate tribal cheese, acknowledged. Tribal chief mm-hmm. yelling on a team with two people who can't stand that man. That's just crazy. That's the will. It's the, you know, it's it's the, the will, bro. Hey, but will. you know, but you know will. what though? I, I know my, I know my teammates can put their bias aside when we got a debate. You feel me? So I ain't, I ain't tripping. Hey, you can see. I don't know about Lewis. Hey, nah, nah. No, you ain't see my TikTok. You ain't see my TikTok recently, but I've been in the bag. Yeah. I've been in the bag. Uh, anyway, I don't, I don't know what side to, I got. I may have to defend Cody, bro. I don't know what side I gotta be on. Yet. Exactly. I mean, so that's a win-win for you, though, Malik. <laughs> Those are top two of them. I'm, I'm zipping this a little bit. Anyway, so yeah, we got. <laughs> and I, as a mediator, will loosely guide y'all through this, so we don't get off track. So I'll make sure y'all stay within the realms of the debate, so we don't get too crazy. At my discretion, I will decide the winner of the debate. Now, I will put a timer for 10 minutes, but y'all ain't got to go the exact 10 minutes. Y'all can go more than that. That's just to keep us on track. I don't want this thing dragging out too long. So after the 10 minutes, I'll let y'all know what's up. I'll let y'all know if y'all should be wrapping up or if y'all can just keep going. And so after the first round, after I decide who wins, the the winning team gets to decide the next topic, which side of the argument they want to get on for the next round. So 
our next topic at, for round two is HBK at WrestleMania or Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. So whoever wins this first debate, they get to choose whichever side. So that's your incentive to win. So whether or not you want to defend Cody or Roman, if you want to choose that next topic, you better win. And this is going to continue for all five rounds. And whoever gets the most wins at the end will, will win the entire debate. So, man, we – we uh. So who got, who, we got got side, who got what side, bro? Who got what side in the first one? All right, bro. So I like I like this. I like the randomness of this. All right. So I'm gonna try to pull up a coin because I don't. I ain't got no coins for some reason. I don't know why. I ain't got no pennies or nothing. Ain't nobody so, else coins anymore. What's the first I don't know topic? if anybody really keeps changing, but I ain't kept changing. No, I don't keep changing, bro. For real. All right. So uh, what he's season. The first topic is all right. No, no, whether no. or not uh, Roman Reigns should have retained or if Cody should have won it, maybe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is- all right. So my 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 phone's not loading. So y'all want. Malik, brush or hard side? <laughs> bro, what the hell are we doing? I mean, I could have got the coin, coin, bro. Coin. Hey, my, my, coin, phone, bro. my phone acted up. Which one? I, I'm just let it fall. I could have grabbed the coin. I got, I got two coins. Like, you want to do it too? All right, bro. That's fine. You flip the coin. I, yeah, we I, got, got, I, I, I trust, trust you. I don't trust y'all, but I guess I'll trust you. If you're doing the coin, what you feeling, fellas? What you feeling? Now, let them call us since we flipping the coin. Right, you guys call it down. Do you want me to get a, a coin flipper on screen? <laughs> yeah, bro, you do that, bro. Pull, pull yeah, one yeah, up. Like... Pull one up. Yeah, right, well, if you're doing that, y'all want Y'all want heads and tails. I always go with the tails. I'm going to tails, bro. Tails, tails, tails. Okay, let's go with tails. Okay, okay. We're getting there. We're getting there. Jade was like, fuck, they took tails. This dude said brush or hard. That's crazy. Hey, man. It's kind of he said, I don't got a coin. What are we doing, yo? <laughs> what are we doing, fellas? Show you how I do it in my house. Do we got to do. You want to go. It's like, yo, what's the most general show on PC? You watching it here. Right here, gang. Right here, gang. Let's go. What's the most general show on PC? What you want to land on? Hey, it's a penny. It's a penny. It gets the job. It's a penny, bro. Come on. You pull up a website from 2003. Hey, this man is the reason we run on drops, Hey, Lincoln. All right, we got tails, bro. We got tails. We got tails. I got tails. Okay. That's a patient proclamation. Do y'all Whip that job up in Abe Link, man. That's a tail, bro. Come on. Come on. That's a W for us. Give us to our That's a W. Dog. All right. So. Atlanta, no baby stuff. Atlanta, I hope. All right. So the winners of the coin toss, y'all got Roman. So we got Cody. Bet. Yeah, I got Cody. Okay. All right. We got Roman. So how do, how do you want to start this? How you want to start this, Nate? Do you want to let one team go at once, or how do you want to do this? How you want to start yeah, this? I'm gonna let I'm gonna let y'all go. I'm gonna let uh the winners of the coin toss y'all can go first. Present your argument. Yeah, let let, let Team Roman go because they're gonna say everything they can say. Because I'm ready. Go ahead. Say, say, say what y'all need to say, bro. Go, go ahead and say everybody can talk. Everybody so, say what y'all need to say. So so we are defend. My team is defending the fact that Roman Reigns won at WrestleMania, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yes. love that. Decision. And so the three points are the the build up. Yeah, you got you gotta effects. you gotta make a good argument to convince Nate. Yeah, so we're gonna to keep you on track. Just make yeah. sure you mention the build up, the after effects, and the road to WrestleMania for you. And are we all going at one? So hold on, are, 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 are we counting stuff after WrestleMania or just the WrestleMania lead up? Just WrestleMania. Everything. So basically, to keep you on track. The build up to WrestleMania after WrestleMania, how WrestleMania for you? And it's I, just to be sure, yeah. when we talk, okay. ain't nobody gonna interrupt us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Y'all yeah I'm, gonna let you, I'm gonna let y'all talk. Y'all say everything. Yeah, I yeah, say. y'all say all what right, you gotta cool. say, right, cool. and then and then y'all, y'all say what you gotta say. I'm gonna go on mute. 
Let me hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's treat this like a real debate. Then they go, nobody interrupts. We go, nobody interrupts, and then we go back and forth. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly. So I'm, I'm, gonna go, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go on mute. Cool, mute. I'm gonna go to Maddie. And it, it's ten minutes each side for each debate, Nate. Is that how it's working? It's ten minutes total for. Ten minutes. But that's not. Okay. That's just to keep us okay. as like time, so, so we don't go so, on and on. Okay. Well, whenever you're ready, I'll get. Well, how about how about to make it fair? If we have ten minutes to debate, how about they get five, we get the last five, and then afterwards we can. We can go from there. That works. Yeah. So they, do that. After, when it hits the five minute mark, say your time is up, and then we gonna we gonna come in. I got you. Let's, Let's get go. it. Y'all go. Y'all go. All right. So listen, listen. Is there any bigger star in the world right now than Roman Reigns? No, I, I don't. Even if you hate Roman Reigns as a wrestler, as a character, I think if you're denying that Roman Reigns is the biggest star in wrestling right now, you're that's just it. You're in denial. So there's that. I mean, anytime that you can build up WrestleMania towards kind of a, a climax that involves Roman Reigns in any way, you're doing something right because that dude drives tickets, that dude drives attendance. He gets better every time he's out there. Um, there's also that factor of with Roman, there's also that factor of just that little inkling feeling every time he defends his title, like against LA Knight in Saudi Arabia, right? Even if you're 99% sure that he's going to come away as the winner. As long as Roman holds that belt, there's always that little inkling of, but what if he doesn't this time, right? What if he, what if he makes it over the hurdle? So there's that intrigue going towards next WrestleMania, even though we are almost hundred percent sure Roman's still going to have the title at that time. There's still that little bit of intrigue that, that he might lose it to someone going up to that point. Right. So you have that. And then number three, obviously for me, and then I'll pass it to Mitri. Anytime you can extend the bloodline story, even if maybe it might be losing a little bit of steam and a little bit of gas, you're still getting some highlight moments from it. Jimmy, Yeet, no Yeet, right? Jay and Sammy's continued developing relationship. Drew McIntyre is feeding a heel turn off of the continued bloodline story, right? So, uh, yeah, there's definitely a, a lot that, that can go into Roman holding the title from that mania to this one. And I think the buildup going towards that mania paid off whether Roman won or not, because I think it was a story that could have either ended or kept going, depending on how you looked at it. So floor is yours, Mitri. Yeah, like you said, I agree with what you said. And uh, I think Roman Reigns as a champion, he helps elevate the company as well. Like you put Cody Rhodes in that spot. Is he going to do what Roman Reigns does just like that? I don't think so. You could pull it if they pull the trigger on Roman Reigns right then and there, I don't think we're going to see a reign or Cody Rhodes hold the reign like Roman Reigns did to the point he's at right now. And now Roman Reigns, he's also at a point in time where he's on his historic run, right? And he has the days lined up, 1,000 days, over 1,000 days. They want to get to a certain point where he's going to pass somebody, maybe Hogan or whatever. And they can keep building that up to the point where he's one of the best, greatest champions of all time. So trying to pull the trigger on him now and then trying to flip shit, I don't think it would have worked right then and there at, after WrestleMania. So that was another positive thing to keep the shit, keep the ball rolling with Roman Reigns. And WWE. Yeah, two minutes left. Two minutes left? Okay. So, uh, G-Baby, you can finish it off, bro. All right. So appreciate my teammates. So to wrap everything up, because this is all about whether or not he should have retained. And I think the reason he should have retained, and I think was the right decision, is because there was too many people 
that still wanted to see him win because they knew a thousand days was right there. I think the difference between this mania coming up and the mania that was happening, there was still a good amount of people that were like, yeah, let Roman retain. We still want to see more. We want to see him hit that a thousand days. They have done a perfect job of making Roman Reigns so annoying that when we get to next year's mania, everybody wants to see him lose, which is why it was important for him to win on that one. Cody, even though I think it would have been great, he would have been doing the same thing. He would have feuded with Brock, feuded with the Judgment Day, regardless, regardless. And I don't think anybody wanted to see it at the title reign. I think you have Roman Reigns win it now. You make him so despised and so, like, everybody ready. I think when Cody does finally win at this next Mania, it's like, yes, thank God we got it. Hey, Roman, you had a great run, but yes, we're moving on now because before... People did. People were still wanting to see Roman extend this for a little longer. They weren't ready to see Cody. I think now everybody's ready to see Cody. I think that's why it's important that he won this match and he couldn't win with the bloodline still still uh, intact. I think the bloodline, there needed to be cracks in that armor before he finally loses it. We're seeing it here. We're going to see it play out to the next minute. All right, I got like 20 seconds left. Anybody want to say something quick? Are you on you on passing on? No, I'll just say that that GG's point right there. I just want to I want to solidify that. Um that's something that in the moment when it happened, I had a certain reaction. I didn't really think about it, but and and the and the long-term story of it, when we come down to that moment of Roman in the ring by himself and he looks around and everybody's gone, and that's when he loses the title, it's gonna be great. And that's it. All right. Next team, while up. All right, fellas, you want me to go first? Yeah, that's cool. All right, so the reason Cody should have won at WrestleMania would have benefited. I mean, wrestling is all about moments, right? So you look at Drew McIntyre clash at the castle. That would have been a big moment for Drew, but the storyline progressing got better after that, right? Everything happened with Sami Uso, the whole buildup, it was getting great. Then we leading up to WrestleMania, the bloodline was kind of imploding. Sami Zayn had turned, everything was kind of frictioning. The Usos lost the tag titles at WrestleMania, so the bloodline was in a downstream. Cody Rhodes... Probably was the most over guy going into WrestleMania that Roman has ever faced bigger than anybody. Bigger than Drew, bigger than LA Knight, bigger than anybody's ever faced. How many moments can you really get like that and capture it in that moment? Like, yeah, you could have him win next year at WrestleMania, but it may not have the same feeling. It may not be as big as it would have been this year at WrestleMania. Yeah, you could have gotten to a thousand days and everything could have happened. But Cody Rhodes being the champion, if he also had been champion, they may not have to create another champion for Raw because they had to because Roman Reigns is part-time and everybody was demanding a full-time champion. So they had to combine his title into one title and make another world title. They could have easily just split up the championships right there if Cody had won and give one to Raw. That could have benefited right there a lot too. Also, to add on to that, you know, the Bloodline storyline, it got good again after WrestleMania, but it's been a lot stale, you know, been since SummerSlam. I mean, everything has been kind of dry, you know, like some things don't make sense. Jimmy was out and then he's back in. Why is he back in? Why would he go back to Roman after he just turned on his brother? Like, what's the whole concept and point of that? Yeah, Cody would have been doing the same stuff, but I think it would have benefited a lot of people, you know, to see a full-time champion. Plus, you know, he got even more over after WrestleMania. So now you still got Cody getting pushed at the babyface role. Now as your top champion, getting the type of reactions that he's been getting ever since WrestleMania. You know, everything that happened for some people after WrestleMania, Roman could have did all that without the title involved. A lot of people feel that way. Like, you know, the stuff he did with Solo and Sammy, and then, you know, all the stuff they did with that Money in the Bank, the Bloodline Tag Team Match. A lot of people feel like, you know, the title didn't need to be involved in that because 
there was no that he didn't win the championship in it. It was just basically about family. It was all basically about you know family and basically about you know the thing that Roman wears around his neck. You know the tribal chief stuff. That's what they were basically fighting about. The title really didn't you know play a factor into it. It's all basically about you know the head of the table, the tribal chief spot. That's what you know they basically were battling for. Cody Rhodes. You know, also was undefeated at WrestleMania, too. Hadn't lost yet. So the momentum continues there for Cody to get pushed. Like, obviously, whoever beats Roman is going to have to be pushed as, you know, heavily in the next top spot. And Cody Rhodes had the reactions, had the perfect story, had somebody who was in WWE at one point and was in the mid-cards, got treated like Stardust, had to leave the WWE to basically reinvent himself on the independent circle and bet on himself, helped create another company, and then came back to WWE and became more popular than he's ever been in his whole career. He had the streak, he had the momentum, he had everything you could ask for and to be the guy to be the one to beat Roman at WrestleMania. And if he does it next year, it may not have the same type of, you know, momentum, the same type of big moment that you're looking for. Like, you know, that big moment that you could get that we always remember, WrestleMania, Kofi Mania. Imagine if those guys had lost at WrestleMania that year. Imagine Daniel Bryan didn't walk out as champion. Imagine if Kofi Kingston didn't walk out as champion. Like, we still be talking about how they missed a big opportunity on those moments. I mean, Cody Rhodes may have had the big missed opportunity. And, Two minutes. And, and, and if I may continue, what I want to reiterate, or not reiterate, but touch upon is the fact how Jade called Roman the biggest star in the world. Rightfully so, Roman is the biggest star. But I, what I'm going to do is I'm pulling up facts right here. I have merch sales from October. I have merch sales from July. I couldn't find it for August, so um, I found it for September and October. The two people that was dominating merch sales were LA Knight and Cody Rhodes. Roman Reigns is nowhere near the top five. So if we're talking about the man who's supposed to be the biggest star in the company, why isn't he moving merch as much as these guys? If we're talking about the biggest star in the company, the D Cody Rhodes should have won on a business standpoint because this man is top two, top three at the very least in merchandise sales. If you threw the if you threw the belt on Cody Rhodes. The amount of money WWE could be making instead of keeping the belt on Roman Reigns would be insane. Would be insane for a man that is consistently top two in merchandise sales. Not to mention, not to mention this man is arguably top two most over guys in the company, depending where you rank Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, and LA Knight. There's a reason why he should have won. And not to mention both shows, not both shows, excuse me. Not to mention SmackDown has taken big hits to, due to Roman not being there. SmackDown would be a lot better if Cody Rose is there every week. That's it. I don't need much time. I just need one simple fact. Five title defenses for the year 2023. <laughs> like, bro, Cody should have won. Granted, yes, he had random feuds, but at least Cody would have been having them random feuds with the title. We would have been seeing the title. But, you know... We, we didn't get that. The buildup was perfect, bro. Cody was like, what, the first person to actually have somebody that, oh, if Jimmy gets involved, if Jay gets involved, he had backup. And, and to, 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 to negate that, not popular, you know, Roman was the more popular. I was there at Mania, bro. So many Cody fans. That's all I got to say. All right. Y'all rebuttal. I have, a, I have one response. I have a rebuttal um, to, to Lewis's point about merch. So, Lewis, we've we both been to wrestling shows, right? Uh-huh. When you when you go stand in the merch line, what is what what is the what? Okay, well, when you look at the merch line, what is the average? And, and there's a point of me asking, what is the average height of the person in those merch lines? Because I'm going to say I'm going to say it's about four foot five because everyone is either a child 
or coming through with a child. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't adults in that line buying stuff for themselves. That would be ridiculous. But I just went to SmackDown a couple months ago. And I, I did. I looked through the line because I was curious. And every single person in line was either a child by themselves or an adult with a child. The reason I'm bringing that up is because when you look at merch sales as a point of who's the biggest star in the company, in my opinion, that doesn't really cover it all because Roman Reigns is a bad guy. He's the biggest bad guy in the company. And when children go up and they buy their merch, they're going to buy the T-shirts for the guys that they pop for and that they root for. Cody, L.A. Knight, Rey Mysterio consistently is, is a top merch drawer because he has the masks, right? But when you actually see the crowd and you see what the adults are doing when Roman comes out, even to this day, three years later, those fingers are still up in the air. Now, maybe their kids are wearing John Cena shirts or L.A. Knight shirts or Cody Rhodes shirts because that's who they came there to cheer for. But I think overall, Roman's reactions when he comes out to the ring three years later consistently are still showing that he is one of the biggest stars in the company, regardless of what the merch might be showing. So I how, many, and how many rebuttals do we get? I'm not trying to... Because I, I, I just want to go back. I'm, I'm going to let y'all go till I feel like back. this... All right, that's bad. fine. That's fine. I just no, needed to know. Go, go ahead. Let me go, let me go back on Jay. So I find it hilarious how the merch thing with Cody doesn't hold up as well to you guys, but to Roman supporters, when Roman Reigns was the number one merch sellers and eventually broke the record for most merch for a heel ever... It was great. Roman's moving merch, but the moment somebody's out well, don't want me merch, in with that. It don't, the moment somebody out doing him in merch, it ain't all of that. Because that it, wasn't me. Everybody's kids. Cody's a good guy, but when Roman was the number one merch seller being a heel, oh, it's because Roman is him. Roman is him. The same thing can apply to Cody Rhodes. Not to mention, you said when Roman Reigns comes out, all the adults and everybody else are thrown up the ones. How about when people are singing Cody Rhodes' theme song? No, We've I'm not saying he's stadiums. Not We've heard it yeah. in stadiums. My argument is not that Co – I mean, you're you're having a different argument because my argument is not that Cody is not a superstar. My argument is that Roman consistently continues to be one of the biggest draws in WWE, and I don't think that his T-shirt sales are an accurate representation of how that is coming across. That's but all Roman, I'm saying. But Roman was glazed for being the number one merch seller for about two years in a row. So yeah, why, not by me. Why, I can't so why is it – so why no? What I'm saying is he's trying to downplay Cody's merch sales, thinking that it's not, not a representation it. of what it, of a bigger star he is, right? What I'm saying though is part of Roman Reigns being a big star, so he is, was because of the merchandise he was moving. But the moment somebody outdoes him, oh, that's not a representation of how much of a bigger star he is. That's what I'm okay. saying. Okay, but I'm just saying I wasn't one of those people that you're talking about. I so think it's more I can't, I can't speak to that. Go ahead, Axe. Go ahead. Or is he frozen? Yeah, I was about to say he might be frozen. He's frozen. Um, so. throwing up the one. <laughs> that's crazy. That's a crazy. Wow. That's a crazy. That's wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Deducting points right I, I want to say, I want to <laughs> point out too another reason that Cody could have won at WrestleMania. So we talked about, you talked about the kids and everything like that. I think a lot of people always use that argument like kids aren't a big part of the audience. Not saying you in particular, Jay, but that's always been used. Right. For John Cena, you know, when he was the guy, oh, most of his audience are kids. Why, why, why does that matter? Who cares how most of his audience are? Do kids not have to have heroes to look up to? WWE has the opportunity to 
make Cody what John Cena was for WWE years when it comes to babyface wise. He appeals to little kids. They love him. He, he's like a, the ultimate good guy babyface, and he's just a naturally good guy. Like he just he's just a good person who does all the good things that you would want in a top guy to be pushed as a good guy. You know, in wrestling, you have good guys, you have bad guys. Sometimes people are pushed as bad guys. It doesn't work out the way you know you would hope it would because some fans just turn on them. But Cody Rhodes is a legit top good guy right now that the fans have appealed to and really, really like, which is really rare to see in the era that we live in because how many baby faces have we seen get pushed in the top spot as a good guy that the fans have turned on instantly? And people still to this day are saying, well, you know, they're going to turn on Cody eventually. Well, they haven't turned yet. They're getting louder and louder. They, they, he get more over and over, you know, week by week, you know, month by month. They would If they would have turned on him, I feel like they would have been turned on him, you know, a while ago, especially after he didn't win at WrestleMania and people thought it was over for him. Cody Rhodes, you know, has all the potential to be that next over-the-top babyface WWE has been looking for for years because they tried with CM Punk, but they didn't they didn't push him the way he could have been. Daniel Bryan had injuries, so that that down that downgraded right there. And then Kofi Kofi Mania lasted what a couple of months. <laughs> Kofi Mania lasted a couple of months, so that that didn't go nowhere either. They haven't had a top over-the-top babyface, and they they tried with Roman Reigns, and we saw how that worked too. So that was never going to work with them. Well, I'm I'm not really on the merch part of it because. I'm not. I'm not gonna discredit top merch movers. I mean, there was a time Rusev Day was the number one merch mover, rightfully so. So I'm not really fucking push. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. But my, I wanted to take it back to kind of the reason why I think Roman winning was the right decision. And I don't know if I got to touch on it too much in the opening argument, but I want to reiterate that I feel like Roman. Couldn't have lost, even though Cody winning would have been a great moment because that's what we talk about WWE's moments. Malik, you brought it up Kofi Mania, Daniel Bryan winning at WrestleMania. If those moments wouldn't have been capitalized on, right, that like we would have been looking back like, wow, that was crazy. I think the difference is with this one, Roman Reigns, I think, needed because this whole thing, because you brought up like he could have been fighting for the tribal chief stuff without the title, but his whole character being the tribal chief needed that title. He couldn't be the tribal chief. We have not seen Roman Reigns call himself the tribal chief without that title. He's never, it, it hasn't been done. That title, he can't be a chief without that title, right? You're yes, right, you have right. a little representation of the neck thing, but he can't be a chief without that title. So when he, so him losing, still having the bloodline intact, because let's be real, he'd been knocking out everybody with that. Even when we thought the bloodline was gone, what happened? Solo showed up at Clash of the Castle. Sami Zayn was interfering. You know, like that bloodline had been so intact because it hadn't broken up yet. Even though Cody could have won because, you know, Mania is always the big payoff. And I think a lot of people assume. I think the fact that that bloodline was still intact, if it would have been broken up, all right, cool, I give you that. But Roman had not lost that bloodline of full tax since he got there. Like since he since it is really taking a pin with with them guys there, like ever. So my thing is, even though Cody, hey, you had the story and all that, and we understand it all, the bloodline was still intact. The only person that was gone technically was Sam. Jay and Jimmy were still there, Solo was still there, Heyman was still there, and the whole breakdown of the story that Cody was talking about. Hey, this guy's gonna leave, then him, then him, and then you're gonna be alone, and that's when you're gonna get caught. Well, they were still there, backing them up. Like, I don't think that would have been the so, time to to take the title off of him unless you tell that story of the bloodline breakup before you get to Mania. If it, so didn't, I, if it I, didn't get to Mania, 
then I don't think you can break it up now. And, and the last thing I'll say, and I'm going to let you go, the last thing I'll say, you talked about it being stale. I agree. Since SummerSlam, there's been a stale point. Roman went off on his little vacation. There was stuff that, even though I personally, <coughs> excuse me, I personally can see the vision, I understand why people can't. I understand why it doesn't make sense to a good amount of people. I do get your point on that. However, I think what we got from Postmania to SummerSlam, I think had us on the edge of our seats. I think we're emotionally invested. And I think even though we have this little low period because Roman was gone, I think now that we're kind of getting to Survivor Series and obviously Rumble season's coming around, they could easily catch that spark again that they caught last time when they got stale. Granted, that was a Sammy edition, but there when they caught that Sammy stuff, there was times like they had that ability to carry the program, even if Roman wasn't necessarily there or was like only on TV for a segment. I think they can catch that spark again because after the Survivor Series and you know we got the Bloodline Judgment Day little thing, and we all know we're trying to get to Jay and Roman. I mean Jay and Jimmy uh, for Mania as well. I think we're once we get that little spark again, I think we'll be fine. Now, if they don't get it, I understand your point, but I think it was crucial for the bloodline not to be a thing for Roman to lose. So I understand the points you make. You make a lot of valid points. You make a lot of valid points. But the reason I say that the story could continue with the title, the title wasn't even the main focus of the story when he was feuding with the bloodline. It was the Ulafala, the thing around his neck. When Roman was in the ring and he said, I don't care anymore, he took the title off and threw it down. He was crying over the Ulafala that was around his neck. That was the main focus. That, that's the thing that means the most to him because that makes him the tribal chief. He was given that by his father, by the ancestors. That's what makes him the tribal chief. If you look at the history of the whole Ulafala necklace, they broke it down. That's what basically it's about. It symbolizes, you know, the tribal chief, the, the high chief of the you know, Samoan dynasty and everything. The title was an important factor when Roman had won it because, you know, he was trying to help elevate up that title because, let's be honest, the universal title was a cancer for WWE for a long time before Roman Reigns got his hands on mm-hmm. it. A lot, of, a lot of champions that we don't want to remember, you know, back in, mm-hmm. those scary, in those scary days. And he did great things with the championship, things that can never be replicated with that title. I wouldn't be surprised if they retired that damn title once, once it's gone because how could anybody ever possibly do what he's done with that championship? It's impossible. But everything that was after WrestleMania when he was feuding with the bloodline wasn't really evolved around the title. It was all really evolved around the Travel Chief spot, which is the whole Travel Combat thing. Like, that's everything that was, you know, evolved with that whole story concept. Now, everything before that obviously was evolved from the championship. People were coming at the championship. So, if Cody's fighting Roman, he don't care about the damn Ulafala. He, yeah. he wants the title. He, he wants the championship. But everything that Jay was fighting for wasn't for the championship. It was for the Ulafala. It was for the Travel Chief spot. That's basically what everything was about. So, that's why I say everything <sighs> after WrestleMania... You could have did it without the championship because Jay has never, in the beginning when Jay was fighting Roman, it was for the championship. But everything has progressed and over time then. And Jimmy has already said he don't care about being tribal chief. Jay said it too. He said it too. So they, they, they said Solo could be the tribal chief. But once things got out of hand, Jay felt like he had to step up and do what he had to do to take that spot from Roman because he was getting out of control with it. And if he has that necklace, he has that Ulafala. That means more power, honestly, than, than the championship. So then my final counter-argument, my final because I know we probably got to move on, so this will be my final counter-argument for that. Good, good. Why couldn't he fight for the thing without the title? Why was the title on the line? Because the title, he can't be the tribal chief without that title. The title has he, to be on the line, though. You can't, you okay, can't but the thing is, exactly, because he's not a tribal chief without that universal title. He became tribal chief in a With match title, for that yeah. title. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over over time, that that happened with the championship, but everything that was leading up for for the J match wasn't a, revolved around the title. Okay, so then, no, it so was, then do you think Jay Uso would have been the tribal chief and yo, if Roman Reigns still would have been the Universal Champion? That wouldn't have made sense. If they you were fighting me? for the Ula Follow, they they would have because that no, but, hey, hey, but if he if Ro, if Jay Uso wins the Ula Follow or whatever it's called, but Roman Reigns is still walking around the Universal Champion, is there anybody really going to look at Jay Uso like the tribal chief? No. But maybe maybe that could affect that could affect Roman's character though. Like we don't like you saw how important like he was literally on in on, on in tears, bro. Like when when he had to get that when he was giving it up to Jay and then he turned on him. Like that means a lot. So if Roman had to give that up, yeah, he could still be the champion. And maybe in the fans' eyes, yeah, the the fans' eyes maybe that you know because he's been champion so long that plays a big factor. But the heritage of the Ula Fala means a lot to them. Now obviously we don't we never may fully understand it because we're not Samoan, so we don't. We don't represent that culture, and we don't wear that stuff. But to them, everything they broke it down leading up to it. I mean, he took the t- he took it off. He put it around the title and everything. Like the Ula Fala is ba- basically what they were basically what they were fighting over leading into. And I hear you, and I hear you, but I, don't agree. I feel like in WWE canon, he can't be Tribal Chief without that without that Universal Title. And he may not. So even though they could be fighting over the, and, I think the Ufalala Uf- was part of it, whatever, it is, <laughs> whatever it's called, the Ufalala. I, 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 I think it's time that we stop. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think that's I it. Have in, I have more shit to say. Nah, bro. Nah, man. We got after that. After G Baby said that shit, we got to move on, bro. Man, I was waiting for y'all to finish. Y'all kept talking about that fucking rain. Nah. So base because we got to move on. We got to move on to the next topic. As much as it pains me to say it, bro, fuck, man. I am all about, I love the moments, but the story could, WrestleMania, I see Triple H really cooking. I really see Triple H cooking with this Cody stuff. Roman's still a star, regardless of merch. He's still a star. Even though Cody's getting reactions, bro. Cody, Cody, Cody pushing out reactions, but I'm going to give it to the G-Baby, Jaden Meach, bro, because I think they brought up a better argument. I think in the end, I think in the end, I think in the end, you get what you want. You get, can, you get. Can I just say? Can I? Can I just say the the genius of this idea? Because I'm firmly on their side. I'm firmly on their side. The whole time, the whole time they were talking, I was like, preach, preach. But I oh, yeah. retain it because oh, yeah. I'm the stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a, I gotta be unbiased though. I gotta be unbiased. Though. I gotta see the bigger picture. So next topic, man. Y'all get to choose. Which is better, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania or Brock oh. Lesnar at SummerSlam? Fuck. Oh, bro, that's not even. Hey, I, hey I'm gonna let Fuck. you pick that one. I'm gonna let you yeah. pick that one. Y'all it's a tough one. one. I trust my teammates. That's not even close. Dimitri, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna defer to you as our as our honorary guest. You want to be Shawn Michaels? I think Shawn Michaels is the easier defense, but I think it's a more intriguing defense when you're talking about Brock Lesnar. So I'm gonna leave it up to you either way. Ah. Uh. Shit, I think Shawn Michaels is the greatest ending performer of all time. Let's go, Shawn Michaels, bro. Okay. okay. Mm. All right, y'all got Shawn Michaels. I got five off? minutes. They're starting off. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Mitri, you pick. You start us off, man. Okay, so Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania is probably top two, right next to the Undertaker, bro. Just look at his matches with the Undertaker. Matter of fact. I think the greatest WrestleMania match of all time was Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at 25. So you got that. And then you got WrestleMania 26 against The Undertaker. 
You got the Ric Flair retirement match. You got Chris Jericho at 03. You got Kurt Angle at WrestleMania at 21. Shawn Michaels. Uh, Shawn Michaels even put on a banger with Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. I think WrestleMania that 25. So I think Shawn Michaels performing at WrestleMania is top two. Like his entering work in those matches just go crazy. I don't want to. I'm. Yeah, I mean, literally, literally, the only thing standing in the way, like I think that you could conceivably argue about Shawn Michaels being Mr. WrestleMania is the Undertaker. Right. Um, Because obviously Undertaker had the streak. He had the longevity. But Shawn Michaels, the, the consistency of his match quality at WrestleMania, regardless of how many of them he won or how many of them were main events or or whatever, or how long the Undertaker went. You can look at the Undertaker streak, and you can pick out a lot of turds in that streak. I think we could go around the table, and we could all pick our least favorite Undertaker WrestleMania match, and they're all probably going to be different matches. Whereas you just named them off with Shawn Michaels, it's very, very, very difficult to name a bad Shawn Michaels WrestleMania match. And then you talk about moments, right? Talk about Shawn Michaels coming down the the zip line. You talk about Shawn Michaels and uh, Razor Ramon at WrestleMania, the the ladder match. Uh, You talk about jumping off the 170-foot ladder for the elbow drop on Vince McMahon through the table. Um, And then, like you said, his matches with The Undertaker, blow for blow, pound for pound, move for move. Shawn was right there helping Undertaker carry those matches to what we have already said on the podcast and voted as two of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time, maybe the two best WrestleMania matches of all time. So those two matches on their own speak for themselves. But again, I'll speak to the consistency of, of greatness in Shawn Michaels matches. And I'll speak to the moments that you can look back on and, and realize, wow, every time there was a big moment at WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels was right there and he had his hands in it. What you got G baby. Hey, you said some great points. Had to, <clears throat> so sorry, y'all. Stay Take your time, song. man. <clears throat> I just got one thing to say about Shawn Michaels. And I'm mainly going to talk about his run when he came back. When he came back from, you know, he left WWE. He was still a great WrestleMania performer then. But I think his run when he came back, I think, you know, the matches with uh, uh, the Chris Jericho, um, the matches. With, obviously, we, we know the Undertaker stuff. I think the Ric Flair one, Loki, gets underrated, even though we remember the moment. I think we get. I think that match gets underrated as well. I think Shawn Michaels. I think his in-ring prime was during that time, and I think those WrestleManias that he that he fought in, especially when he came back, it's almost like that man could do no wrong. He always stole the show. He always. I uh, had a match that we came away with like, wow, like this man. This man is crazy. This man is on another level. And I think when we look back. I know we talk about him versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. When we look back, I think Shawn Michaels, I think the bigger stage that you're doing on, even though SummerSlam is big, it ain't no mania. I think the bigger stage that he does it on matters. And I think he kind of did it around the time where, like, his his mania quality just kind of slightly edges Brock Lesnar's SummerSlam quality. Um, And then it has the most iconic match do a back-to-back year of all time. So that's my argument. 
All right. Y'all got about 40 seconds. Y'all want to keep going? I'll give it to the other team. You got anything else to add, Mitri? Uh, I think we're good. All right. Yeah. Well, <coughs> Team Brock at SummerSlam. Wild out. All right. Well, when it comes to Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, Shawn Michaels does have the in-ring match quality. Nobody's going to dispute that. He does have better stories. But the thing about Brock Lesnar is I don't think we've ever seen anybody within wrestling history who has looked more dominant than Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. We look at when Brock Lesnar came in, uh, came into the scene immediately, and I'm going I'm going to go nonchalant on this one. Immediately came in and whipped the shit out of Rock and took the undisputed title and sent that boy out of Hollywood. When you talk about Brock Lesnar, when you talk about Brock Lesnar, what and what started to make Brock Lesnar great? You look at that match. Not to mention, let's also talk about how WWE views this as one of the biggest moments in WWE history when John, uh, where John Cena got absolutely obliterated by Brock Lesnar. It's not one of the it's not one of the grandest moments WWE looks at in SummerSlam history. It looks at in WWE history because that year where that's where also Brock took the streak and because of him dominating John Cena made him the most hated heel in the business. Made him the biggest money draw WWE's ever had around that time. Go ahead, Malik. I don't want to take you too much time. Me, everybody, talk. I'll just run down to what Brock's done at SummerSlam. Uh, he hasn't had too many bad matches at SummerSlam. You brought up a lot of good points with Shawn Michaels, but, I mean, his debut match against The Rock was one of the top ten best SummerSlam matches, I think. He had a great match against Kurt Angle the previous year at SummerSlam, which, honestly, I think their SummerSlam match is better than the WrestleMania match they had that year. Uh, and then you look, he come back. He fought Triple H at SummerSlam. That was good. CM Punk at SummerSlam. That's iconic. We still talk about to this day. Everybody has that in their top ten, mostly. Conquered Super Cena, which damn near seemed impossible at SummerSlam. Like, John Cena at that point was still... At the end of his career, we all kind of knew, but he was still kind of super senior because he was still winning quality matches and big matches, and he got completely disobliterated by, you know, Brock Lesnar. Uh, he gave Undertaker his last best uh, stretch of matches, uh, SummerSlam and Hell in a Cell that year in 2015, and they had a good build-up and feud to it. 2016, the match against Randy Orton could have been a lot better, uh, the ending and everything, but they messed that up. The Fatal 4 match, one of the best Fatal 4 matches in WWE history. People like that one. The Roman Reigns match was bad, doomed to begin with, because people were tired of Roman and Brock fighting each other, so people weren't going to care about that anyway. Uh, he had a good match with Seth Rollins in 2019. 2022, um, the last man standing match against Roman Reigns. Even when people were tired of seeing Brock and Roman fight each other, people still enjoyed that match, said it's one of the best matches in history. And then the one against Cody... That one was kind of good too, but it told the story that needed to for Cody to win. So in the end, Brock Lesnar ended up, you know, helping elevate Cody even more. So, you know, Brock at SummerSlam has done some great things too. Obviously, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania is on a different level of top tier. I mean, you know, WrestleMania is WrestleMania and SummerSlam is SummerSlam. But Brock Lesnar has done great things at SummerSlam. I mean, he hasn't had too many bad matches at SummerSlam either, which is why they call him Mr. SummerSlam. So. I mean, shit, when you think Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, bro, you want to talk about longevity of said matches? When do you not hear 16 suplexes? Like, when do you not hear that? Anytime you see Cena, anytime you see Brock. And it's just, I don't know what it is with SummerSlam, but Brock's just on another level when it comes to craziness. Granted, I didn't like the finish with Randy Orton, but that's just Brock. He's dominating, bro. And then you got you got the Fatal 4-Way. That was amazing, too, of course. It's just Brock is, for some reason, at SummerSlam, he's just... At, at his peak when it comes to storytelling. That's just how I personally feel. When it came with The Undertaker, when it came with Cena, when it came with Triple H, Seth Rollins, so on and so forth. And my teammates already said everything else, so there's not much more to say. And not to mention, I also think uh, Brock Lesnar had, has better wins at SummerSlam than Shawn Michaels does. I think a lot of the big matches Shawn Michaels wrestled in, although they were great matches, and although the stories were great, Shawn Michaels 
most of the time was on the losing end of a lot of the big matches that he was in. Brock Lesnar's two biggest matches, John Cena and Rock, completely decimated both of them. His third biggest match, which is the, I want to say the Fatal 4-Way, won the Fatal 4-Way. G-Baby's boy Samoa Joe got that work, unfortunately. Um, and if we look at another stretch of match, uh, the, the Beast versus the best in the world, I know Jay going to cringe at that, but that was probably the hottest match at that SummerSlam that year. That was probably the best story of SummerSlam that match that year. And Brock Lesnar won that. Brock Lesnar has much more uh, big wins at SummerSlam than Shawn Michaels does at WrestleMania. That's just, that's just what it is. And I will just say as a, as a quick rebuttal, too, um, I, I think that overall, just being completely unbiased and completely honest here, I think overall the buildups to Brock SummerSlam matches have been historically more consistent than the buildups to Sean's WrestleMania matches. Mm -hmm. um, but that being said, I think that you can make an argument, and I'm going to make an argument that the highs that Shawn Michaels' WrestleMania builds got to, right, may, even though they were fewer, may have been higher than the, the highest Brock peak. Because you talk about the buildup to the second taker match and who doesn't get chills when Shawn is, like, is fighting with every inch of his life to win that Rumble. Because at the time, he thinks it's the only way he's going to be able to face Undertaker again. And then when he's hanging on to the ropes and his fingers are slipping and Batista just slaps him down. And then Sean freaks out and super kicks the ref and super kicks everybody and has to be pulled out of the ring, man. The buildup with Kurt Angle was great. Um, the buildup with Vince McMahon was super memorable. So obviously, again, just to state my point one more time to be clear about it, I think consistently across all of Brock's matches the buildup was consistently better than the buildup to Sean's WrestleMania matches. But Sean's peak at his best buildups, I think, were better than the peak of Brock's best buildups. I mean, you, 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 you brought up a lot of good points. I mean, Shawn Michaels had a lot of great WrestleMania storyline buildups that we all still remember. I mean, the streak versus career is one of my favorite storylines ever. Like, that four-year storyline with Taker and Sean and Triple H is a top-five storyline all time, to me, in my opinion. But the moment of Brock conquering Cena, I think, is... That's got to be one of the top moments in WWE history. I mean, you're talking about John Cena. They gave him the the fans nicknamed him Super Cena over the years because of how many times he would beat so many top superstars and win the championship time and time again. And everybody watching that match against John Cena was waiting for him to make that comeback because you know he always does it in a match. He was waiting for him to make that comeback and you know get on that offense, and it, it, it never happened. He completely obliterated John Cena, which made Brock Lesnar feel like the most unstoppable guy, most dominant guy in WWE. I think we have seen in a long time. Like. You felt like Brock couldn't lose to anybody at that point. He only did two things that year. He conquered the streak, and then he conquered Super Cena. And after he beat Cena, you felt that he damn near couldn't lose to anybody Like at that point. That moment right there really solidified Brock Lesnar to me as the true beast. Like, once he conquered Super... Like, conquering the streak was great, but once he conquered John Cena at SummerSlam, I was like, bro, I don't know if this man can be beat by anybody at this point. Like, how is anybody going to stop this man? Especially after the way he dismerked Cena like that. Like, you never saw John Cena, still to this day, get beat down the way he did by Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Yeah, I just think uh, the consistent quality of Shawn Michaels' matches just tops the matches that Brock Lesnar had. Now, Brock Lesnar might have had more, you know, bigger moments or bigger wins, but the consistency of quality of matches that Shawn Michaels has had, I think it just, it just, it's just better. And then we didn't, we didn't even talk about Shawn Michaels and John Cena at WrestleMania 23. Like, oh, so every, every Shawn Michaels match on a WrestleMania, it's going to be damn near four or five stars. Like, yeah. it's 
That's what my prefer. The only disadvantage we find ourselves in in this argument, I think, is just where the positioning of where these pay-per-views take place, right? Because Brock has these big matches at SummerSlam, and then you can judge what happened from there, as Lewis and, and Malik um, referenced a couple of different times. You can judge what happened from there. Brock dominated Cena, and then this happened. Brock beat Randy Orton, and then this happened, right? Whereas when it comes to Sean at WrestleMania, everything builds to that climax. And then the next night on Raw, because it was Mania, everything sort of gets started over. Everything gets refreshed yeah. most of the time. Um, at least that's the way it used to be back when Sean wrestled. So that's definitely a disadvantage we find ourselves in because Brock always found himself in the middle of stories that were climbing and SummerSlam was always a part of that. So there was always a reason to stick around and find out what happened after that. With Sean, the WrestleMania matches ended and then it was kind of, you know, cut bait, move on to the next thing. Well, well actually, it was WrestleMania um, against the events. <laughs> then we yeah, went to backlash yeah. and you had to fight God. <laughs> yeah. I think the, I think the only... Yeah, I think the only thing that I'll add on to that, it's kind of to Lewis's point, because he brought up how Shawn Michaels, unfortunately, compared to Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar was really winning these SummerSlams. Like, there wasn't many SummerSlams Brock Lesnar lost as compared to Shawn Michaels. I mean, we know his WrestleMania record. We know, obviously, he beat The Undertaker. He didn't beat a lot of zoos. But I'm going to take the Seth Rollins route with Shawn Michaels, because I feel like with Shawn Michaels, he was such a big of a star, and you knew you were always going to get a great match that it kind of really didn't matter if he lost. Kind of like how Seth Rollins, you know, I mean, shoot, I, I say it all the time on this show. All Seth Rollins did until right before he won that title was lose. Every feud he was in. Got swept by Cody, was losing to people he had no business losing. He was putting everybody over. But Seth Rollins still was able to maintain, not only be over with the fans, not only be seen as the guy in a lot of people's eyes, but even with that character that he was doing, like he was able to maintain his level of consistency, character work wise, in ring wise, and all that in the midst of, in a, especially in an era where like people turn on baby faces super quick. That's kind of how I feel with Shawn Michaels in this instance, where even though he lost at these manias all the time, we knew that it kind of didn't matter because it was still Shawn Michaels. And you knew he could still come in, get you a five-star with basically anybody. And you knew you was going to feel and get some emotion behind it as well. So I think even though he did lose more, I think the fact that just his star power, not saying Brock isn't a star, obviously. But I think Shawn Michaels was kind of like, we didn't care that Shawn lost because we knew we were going to get a five-star classic out of it. I think I think what we're driving away from because we keep talking about match quality and we're not going to argue with, with you guys on this. Shawn Michaels has all the match quality, but I think one thing that we really need to take a look at is their wins and how bigger they became. Brock Lesnar beating Rock, he became bigger. Uh, Brock Lesnar defeating Cena, he became bigger. John Cena winning that four way, he became bigger. The Beast versus the Best storyline, they proved that the Beast was the best at that time. I think every time Shawn Michaels stepped in there, his losses, you, like they painted the picture that he wasn't the best on paper to, to it, it, per storyline. Every time Brock Lesnar stepped in there, he became a much bigger star. Shawn Michaels already at the point in his later stages was, you know, already an established star. Didn't never had the star power Brock Lesnar had though. We can I can assure you that Brock Lesnar has had bigger moments, bigger matches, and every time he's won, he's gotten bigger. Okay. 
So you, you said that as to the longevity of that match, of his matches, because it made him a bigger star. It's it's over time made him a bigger star. I don't think there's anybody off the top of my head I can really say has had more bigger wins of a stretch of SummerSlam history than Brock Lesnar. Okay. That is a very good argument. I didn't think about that. But at the end of the day, I mean, Sean at WrestleMania, I mean, you got Flair, you got Taker, you got Cena, you got all, all, those, all those classics. That was a good argument. You almost brought it back. But I think Shawn Michaels has too deep of a catalog to be talked at this moment. You know what's so crazy? What? I didn't agree with anything that came out of my mouth. You didn't? Well, I know. But what what you even say about Sean? Oh, I, I said that um that his uh his matches at uh Mania with all them all them top stars they were always big five stars. I really focused on match quality and uh that um the last point that I brought up that he was kind of a guy that even though he lost a lot of them it kind of didn't matter because you knew like Sean not like obviously with the Taker feuds but like with the Cena. And all the money, the Ric Flair that I talked about that I genuinely that I do I did agree with. I think it is genuinely underrated and sometimes forgotten about. We just remember the moment, but not the story. Um, I think Shawn Michaels in those moments, like even though like to Lewis's point, which you're right, was a great argument that it made Brock Lesnar bigger. It didn't necessarily make Shawn bigger, but it just kind of yeah, because it just kind of reestablished like yo know, Shawn Michaels is that guy. This might be the best wrestler in the world. Like yeah. this, that's who Shawn Michaels is. So, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, I mean that that Brock Brock is bigger argument is very good. But at the same time, Shawn at WrestleMania. I mean, they call him they they dubbed literally dubbed him Mister WrestleMania. I don't think they ever dubbed Brock Lesnar Mister SummerSlam. At the end of the day. Um, I think he got a little bit of his love later on, but he did. Know. He did. I'm a. I'm a. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to Sean at WrestleMania, just because it's just Sean at WrestleMania. But that Brock shit, that Brock argument was good. Listen, if I had, if 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 Dimitri had picked Brock, I honestly had no idea where I was gonna go with it because yeah. I, I wholeheartedly. I tried to do the best I could, could, bro. But no, I'm not but, my, but my point is. This, I think, and listen, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to simp over all you guys for a minute. Um, I, I think, and, and listen, sue me, all right? I'm a, I'm a sappy guy. I think that this idea, I think, kind of shows why everyone on this panel was the right choice for being on this panel, from, from left to right, from top to bottom. Because I think that even though you, Malik, or maybe you, Lewis, or you, Axel, maybe none of you believed in what you were arguing, the fact that you could look at it objectively and see what had happened with Brock at SummerSlam, understand the scope of, of everything that came out of it, understand that even though the moments were obviously by default at WrestleMania bigger, they just are, understanding that when you when you copy and paste Brock into something, something automatically gets bigger. Um. Yeah, I just uh, there, there's a lot, and again, kudos to you, Nate. But there's a lot that I like about the the great debate concept, and part of it is just showing people that that we have we're not just marks that are up here, you know, ranting and raving about what we what we like or don't like. We're 
we're hardened enthusiasts and, and we, we have a lot of insight to this business and um, your arguments for, for Brock at SummerSlam, honestly, I, I would have never, I would have never thought about. I'm not lying. <laughs> I, I would have led with, I would have led with Lewis's last point. If we would have did Brock, I would have led with Lewis's last point. Yeah, that was made, how we made it bigger. That's a good that's point. What I really good it's like, that was a fantastic point. I mean, it's like, it's like, I don't really like to talk about myself too often, but like, like this is what I always tell people. Like I eat, sleep, and I breathe this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is this is what we all love. You know, um, I mean, we tried, we tried with Brock. You know, nah, yeah. nah I mean, shit. If That's you if you would have had like maybe like a little bit more, because that that point was fantastic. But I think Shawn Michaels just has too the much point, to go. Up a, a better a better a better argument would have been Johnny Gargano. At Johnny, Tinkle, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, like, yeah, 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 um, yeah. The the debate was good, but I don't really think Brock had a chance. Honestly, we couldn't. There was there was very little we can live off. Like all the stuff I was saying. I, I mean, I know Brock's in SummerSlam, but it's like it doesn't compare to Shawn Michaels. No, no, it doesn't. No, no. But we got we got uh we always got next. So we got other arguments we can get to for for the, the next next time we do this. We got to make a comeback. Two zero. Nah, but y'all y'all down two zero. But it's okay. It's okay because the next debate. This is interesting. I really want to see where y'all y'all land on this J G baby and Mitri because it's the classic ruthless aggression era versus attitude era. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean y'all y'all know what I do want. not let Mitri pick. Do not let me. I don't want say because I want because I want. Hey y'all know I want ruthless. I I I, I don't even that's need fine. five that's minutes. Fine. <laughs> No, but gee, listen, I think who are we if we're not challenge seekers, right? Oh no. Let, let's no, let's defend the attitude era. Let's defend the attitude era, G. Let's do it. Hey, let's... I'm not gonna lie, gang. I'm not gonna lie. I really I don't know. We got gang. Mitri. We got Mitri who actually <sighs> believes this stuff. And then I you do, got I don't know. let's go, Jay. And you got Jay who lived through it, so let's go. Jay, there's a there's a certain aspect of this attitude era that I don't want to defend. I, I there's a you. certain aspect that I'm not going to this, brother. Seek the challenge, G. Seek the challenge. I know you ain't feeling all that. I know you ain't 100%. I'll, I'll, carry, I'll carry you. You, you, got, you got two teammates to carry you, bro. Okay. You got a big three. Hey, every big three got a weak link. You know, you just be that weak link. You be no, Kevin Love. I'm calling it. Get, give us the attitude, era. Give us the attitude. All era. right. Attitude, era, Cavs. G-Baby, Kevin Love. All right. Y'all wild out. Attitude, era. I mean... There's only one place you can really start, and that's the peak of professional wrestling as as entertainment, right? Regardless of what you think about the the anything else with the Attitude Era, if you sit here and tell me that the Attitude Era was not the television peak of professional wrestling, you are out your goddamn mind. You're out of your mind because the Attitude Era at its highest was the peak of professional wrestling. And someone said it as a joke, and don't think that didn't slip by me. That I lived through the attitude era. I did. I did. I was in, I was the target demographic when the attitude era was happening. I was. And I loved living through it as a child. I loved every second of it. The adrenaline, the stuff they were doing and saying that I said behind my parents' back because I didn't think I could say it in front of them, waiting for my teacher to turn around and then telling her to suck it, right? Um, waiting for the gym coach to turn around after he told me to run a lap. And I said, you run the lap, you son of a bitch, right? <laughs> as, as a child living through the Attitude Era, there was nothing better. And then you get into, I'm not even going to waste a lot of time on this, but you got Stone Cold, you got The Rock, you got Degeneration X. 
You got the Ministry of Darkness. You've got Vince McMahon, the characters, man. The Attitude Era was all about characters. And you may not find better characters across any other era of wrestling than the characters that you saw in the Attitude Era. The energy that the live crowds had back then. Listen, AEW marks think they put on a good show. You will never, ever, ever be able to meet an Attitude Era crowd. Ever. Sorry to break it to you. I pass it to Mitri. Yeah, you were spitting, bro. And then for another fact, um, I think when you bring in the, when you think about the competition they had against WCW, it made the Attitude Era so much more important, right? Because they had to make a company so big to the point where they beat their competition. That part right there is why I think it's the greatest uh, era because they had to do something to beat the competition. Yes, the competition was beating their ass, but the Attitude Era beat them, fought them, and then had their stars on their show. So that importance right there is one big reason why I think the Attitude Era is better than moments. Every moment you can think of is the Attitude Era. There's not, you can't go to the Roots of Aggression Era and pick out 10 moments that are better than the Attitude Era moments. There's too many moments in the Attitude Era that clip the Roots of Aggression Era. Now, I know they're going to say they had better storylines or better quality of matches, but. We also had the tag team division on lock too. The Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, the tables, eyes, and chairs. They don't have that. I just think um, the robbery with Stone Cold and Vince McMahon, nothing tops that. The greatest returns in wrestling were the Attitude Era, Kane, Jericho type shit. Triple H coming back to rest at the Royal Rumble. Um, and I'm about Mama's baby boy, Mick Foley. Mick Foley, you know, the moment when he won the WWE title, the moment, they're too big, bro. I don't know if you, baby, you got anything to say, bro. But... Yeah, 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 I do, I do, I do. So when it comes to the Attitude Era, I'm going to take it a route that I feel like a lot of people don't. I think they do talk about it. But obviously, in WCW, you had Hulk Hogan joining the NWO. That changed the landscape of wrestling. A lot of people, I think, think about it but don't realize that the Montreal Screwjob changed the landscape of WWE. I think that Montreal Screwjob, the birth of Mr. McMahon, the character, saved them, saved the the war, turned the war back in their favor, if we're being honest. That was the catalyst for that. And when you look at that that moment, obviously, y'all mentioned the rivalries. I think you had, up until Cena, I think you had... Two of the hottest stars at their peak. Those are probably a top two, top three peak in WWE. Um, you you look at all that combined. No, the end rate wasn't as good as Ruthless Aggression. I'm never going to argue that. But I think when you look at where WWE was and where it ended up being during this attitude era, I think that rise and that peak. I think slightly edges the ruthless aggression because, man, they had to like they they were like on the, on the edge of their edge of their feet about to like yo we might go out of business like if we don't get it together and the fact they were able to persevere that and end up being the biggest company to date in pro wrestling I mean can't and while Mitri snapped an argument a minute ago let me go ahead and snap one let me just get ahead of this storm right now the women's division right listen. 
No one can look back as an adult and, and, and defend. But again, as as Nate alluded to, as a 76-year-old man that lived through the Attitude Era, as a person who was the target demographic when it happened, at the time... Man, I would say 80. I did not give a shit, man. I loved watching what they had the women doing as a kid. So at the time, remembering what the, the era we were in and the target demographic, I loved every second of it. Now, again, I would never look back and argue that it was the best thing to... That they, what they were doing was not the best thing for women. I'm not arguing that before anyone says that it is. All I'm saying is that as a child who was there mm-hmm. playing in front of his television watching, as someone who this stuff was being programmed for, I loved every minute of it. Every yeah, minute well, of it. Technically, y'all went over time, but I respect my elders, so I'll let you speak, uh, Jade. <laughs> we we, we got to talk after this, moderator. <laughs> we we got to talk after this. All right, all right. Team Ruthless it's Aggression, y'all, y'all, yeah, y'all got the floor. I think we should, we should, we should let Axe talk since he didn't go first. Go ahead, Axe, go ahead. Oh, oh, that's that's perfect. Cause let's see, the first thing I want to talk about is title reigns. Cause let's cause let's be honest. Unless you're teaching me how to play hot potato, that's all the that's all the attitude era was doing with the Ruthless Aggression era, bro. Certain title reigns meant way more. And Mitri, I want to go back to your um your tag team thing. Yeah, y'all had the cool hip tag teams. The, the Ruthless Aggression, we had real wrestling tag teams. World's greatest tag team. Paul London, Brian Kendrick. W- what you making that face for? Yeah, I'm a Hardys fan, but but other than looking cool and needing weapons, the match qualities cannot match up to the tag team qualities in the Ruthless Aggression era, bro. And another thing I'll bring up, bro, before I let everybody else go, let's not, let, let's not forget about factions during the Ruthless Aggression era. The meaning behind those Triple H Evolution and all that, bro? Come on. You want to say it's more popular? I feel like the Ruthless Aggression era got more popular, especially when you bring up people that I'm pretty sure Malik's about to bring up next. Well, what up, Malik? So the Attitude Era was great, but the Ruthless Aggression era was better because they were able to take guys from the Attitude Era and make them better in the Ruthless Aggression Era. Like Kurt Angle was better in the Ruthless Aggression Era, had better matches in the Ruthless Aggression Era. The Undertaker was better in the Ruthless Aggression Era, had better matches in the Ruthless Aggression Era. Triple H was a better heel in the Ruthless Aggression Era, more of a top star in the Ruthless Aggression Era. And they were able to take stars within that Ruthless Aggression Era, new stars like Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, and create them while they had the Attitude Era guys and all messed them together to create an elite roster and make great storylines like... HBK and Triple H when Shawn Michaels came back, you know, came back in 2002. They had a two-year storyline that stretched out, and they had all great matches. John Cena and Edge, we still talk about that. That was legendary in the Succession era. Uh, Undertaker and Randy Orton, Undertaker and Batista, many great. Trish and Mickey James had one of the best women's feuds ever in the Ruthless Aggression era. Trish and Lita had one of the best feuds in the Ruthless Aggression era. Main evented Raw in the Ruthless Aggression era, which had never happened for the women's division at that, that point. Obviously, there was still the Divas era and. You know, the Divas were still going to do things that they were doing in the Attitude Era, but they were doing a lot of better stuff in the women's division than they were doing in the Attitude Era. Like, they had better feuds, better stories. All around, the Ruthless Aggression Era was like the Attitude Era on steroids, if we're being honest. It had the same amount of superstars, and most of them got better in the Ruthless Aggression Era, had better matches, storylines. Plus, they created new stars within the Ruthless Aggression Era to go along with that. That we still talk about to this day. All the guys that come from the Ruthless Aggression era that peaked at that time were also talking about to this day that are still legendary and iconic. So I feel like even though the Attitude Era was more popular and peaked because pop culture and everything, and that time can never be, 
you can never replicate that time again. I mean, if you were around watching in that time frame, you just you just understand and know that feeling because you were just there living in that moment. But the Roosters Aggression Era was able to mesh everything into one and create a great roster while creating new stars and taking the Ruthless Aggression Era stars that they had and the Attitude Era stars, making them all top elite stars, which you don't really, it's hard to do that. It's hard to really, especially in this era, we always talk about creating new stars and creating new stars. You don't really see it like that anymore. They were able to take top guys from that era and create new stars within that era and all make them mesh together in one roster. And not to mention, I believe the Ruthless Aggression Era has the best stretch of WrestleManias from WrestleMania, from WrestleMania 19 and WrestleMania 24. Uh, let's also not forget that the Attitude Era had two of the most dog shit WrestleManias ever. WrestleMania 18, WrestleMania 2000. Yes, Mitri, 18 fucking sucks. Shut up. Um, but I also more specifically want to talk about the main events from WrestleMania 19 and WrestleMania 24. WrestleMania 19, Brock Lesnar beating Kurt Angle. That definitely catapulted Brock Lesnar even more as, as uh, the face of the company. We go to WrestleMania 20. Chris Ben Bitch was elevated to becoming one of the be- to, to, uh, one of the biggest stars in the company. I'm talking fast because we don't got time. Chris Ben Bitch went over, became one of the biggest stars in the company. Batista defeating Triple H, culminating one of the best stories that WWE has ever told. The evolution breakup and Batista being a main eventer within WWE. John Cena being trip, uh, beating Triple H. Beautiful story. Um, s- furthermore, solidifying John Cena being the face of the WWE. Uh, John Cena defeating Shawn Michaels, back-to-back Mania main events, solidifying John Cena even more. Come on, man. Let's let's talk about it. Not to mention Undertaker beating Edge at WrestleMania 24 when Edge was the ultimate opportunist, uh, opportunist at the hate of his peak, bro. Undertaker beating him. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Uh, your WrestleManias, they don't they don't compare to 19 to 24. And I don't know if um <clears throat> Yeah, if Malik touch up on this, I don't know if Malik touch up on this, but also Mitri, those tag teams, the ruthless aggression era was able to break them apart and make them most of them single stars. Well, I got a I got a rebuttal to that because y'all said they uh they brought they took the attitude era stars and made them bigger stars in the ruthless aggression era. That's cool, right? But what did they have to do in order to get them to that point? They had to split up the rosters. So Raw and SmackDown didn't have all the top stars they had, right? So it made it kind of easier for them to build up these uh, other guys, like Edge. That was that was he the was point on... of the brand split, though, to, to help create new stars. That was the whole concept, to help make new stars in the Revolution era yeah, while taking the t- them. That was the point, though. That was supposed to help them. It was, it was supposed to help create new stars within the Ruthless Aggression era while taking so, the stars they had from the Attitude Era to keep them as stars, which it worked. That's what they did. So you didn't have to rely on the Not to, ma- not to mention, you know? didn't, didn't the 2002 draft happen in the Attitude Era? So you guys split up the rosters. We didn't. Mm-hmm. The Attitude Era. The, the Ruthless Aggression Era started in the Ruthless Aggression Era started in June. You guys had the draft in March. It was still the WWF at the time. Yeah, yeah hold that one. Oh, that one. Yeah. The, draft, the draft happened after WrestleMania 18, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. looking at it. March 25th, 2002, it was still the Attitude Era, and the Ruthless Aggression Era didn't start until June 25th of 2002. Yeah. So yeah. you guys split up the rosters, not us. Okay, you got that. Hold the L. They also um, built stars, right? Like The Rock? He was in a star... Okay, okay, um, the rock. The yeah, yeah, they they Nation, they the attitude there definitely built stars. I mean they had two of the biggest stars ever in wrestling history. Nobody the Nation of Domination built the rock, uh, yeah, Stone yeah, Cold. Yeah. <laughs> Stone Cold, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho. So so listen, re- regardless of how how bigger they got in 
the ruthless aggression era. The fact remains that their growth is rooted in the attitude era. And if they hadn't done what they did in the attitude era, what they would then go on to do in the ruthless aggression era, obviously would never have been possible. My last point will be this. The, the, the biggest thing about the Attitude Era, and in all seriousness, Nate and I are fucking around, but in all seriousness, I'm 33 years old, right? From 1996 to 2001, which I kind of consider the, the five-year wavelength of the Attitude Era, because I think from 01 to 02, it was kind of a transitionary period because of the invasion and all that stuff. What I consider kind of the, the five-year kind of wavelength, the beginning and the end of the Attitude Era I was in kindergarten when it started, and I was in, uh, what, fifth grade, sixth grade when it ended. I I was the target demographic. I lived through it. So unfortunately, what was so great about the Attitude Era, even as great as the crowds were, and even as great as Stone Cold and The Rock and The Undertaker and Chris Jericho were during these times, I, you can't really go back and watch it on the WWE Network and really truly understand the goosebumpy feeling that you had of being a wrestling fan during that period of time. Every time you turned on TV, freaking hands clapping together, feet tapping on the floor, eyes glued on the screen, man. It's just not like that anymore. And that's the one thing that you can't explain if you didn't live through it. So I can't really argue that point. So maybe it's a poor point to bring to a debate where the point is argument, right? But that's just the thing that you can't explain about the Attitude Era is the feeling of being there live when it happened. I don't think living through any other era compares, honestly. I got one more rebuttal. So the Attitude Era, obviously, is the most popular era in WWE history. There's no, there's no denying that. Nobody can deny that. And yes, they did create stars in the Attitude Era. Nobody else could deny that. But without the Ruthless Aggression era, you don't get Edge, you don't get Jeff Hardy, you don't get, you know, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit. None of those guys become main event top caliber guys in the Attitude Era. All those guys were in the mid-cards or tag team wrestlers. Those guys succeeded and thrived off the Ruthless Aggression era while being able to help, you know, create other new stars who weren't around in the Attitude Era like Cena, Batista, Orton, and Lesnar. Also, while also, you know, taking the Attitude Era guys and all making them stars cohesively at the same time. That's really hard to do, like especially when you have rosters with egos and you already have top guys who want their spots. Like they was calling Triple H the reign, reign of terror, but they were still able to make Triple H top heel on Raw while still, you know, helping other superstars succeed on Raw at the same time that Triple H was. So it's very hard to, especially in the era that we live in. Like I said, you know, people are always talking about creating new stars and they don't create enough new stars. The ruthless aggression era was built off making new stars for the future. Most of the stars that people talk about today in this era that you know that they remember an iconic come from that era. So my only rebuttal to that is, hey, if it wasn't for the Attitude Era, we would have never got the Ruthless Aggression Era. If they don't do, if they don't have this Montreal screw job, and if uh, Mr. McMahon isn't the character born, and they don't start changing, and, you know, the, uh, if Triple H wins King of the Ring instead of Stone Cold, like it was supposed to happen, like I don't know if they win that war, but WCW might still be in business, or they could have ran into the business themselves. You know what I mean? So that's that's that's, that's a very good point. I mean, without the without the Attitude Era, there is no Ruthless Aggression Era. It's unfortunate that the doesn't make it better though. <laughs> that's like I mean I mean that's like. 
mean, that's like saying Drew Bledsoe is better than Tom Brady. You know that's fucking bullshit. We know who's better. It's not the same, we but know I who's better. We know who's better. No, I mean, the, the argument is valid. I mean, without one thing, there's a lot of factors that play into wrestling. Without this, there wouldn't be that. So that's that's understandable. I, I, that's, I, that's definitely respectable. I, but I also want to touch upon like what Axe said about splitting up the tag teams and making them bigger stars because that was that happened a lot during the Ruthless Gresham era. Jeff Hardy, I, I call him Painkiller Hardy from 2008. That started. That started when he broke up. Jeff Hardy became one of the biggest, if not the biggest, star within the wrestling business. Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy was decent. Edge became the ultimate opportunist. Christian was one of the mainstays in uh, in the mid card division. We had we had stars. Y'all just suck. I a lot. And, so and, and, and one of the biggest, hard? one of the biggest. You ones can't real bring quick. up Painkiller Hardy when I'm mid fucking from, from the APA. <laughs> we like got JBL. You don't, you don't like you don't like Painkiller Hardy. JBL is another example too, bro. JBL was a tag team guy in in the Attitude Era, and then and look what happened. He had one of the most generations. It's only because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. We know this, and we don't give a damn. Hey, Lewis, yo, I gotta disqualify you for that remark about Jeff Hardy. That that was kind of low, bro. Oh, not to mention all the one more thing about the attitude, the ruthless aggression that they brought back, bro. The ECW one night stands they brought back, bro, were iconic, bro. Still legendary to this day, bro. Even though ECW was more of an attitude thing, but the ECW you also no, have Mania 18. Yeah. That shit yeah. is yeah. Mania 17. Mania 17. And you have Mania 2000. Mania that shit was trash. No, I mean, you can, you can make the argument WrestleMania 17 is the better WrestleMania, <laughs> but the ruthless aggression era consistently had better WrestleManias year by year. Mm-hmm. Consistently, we got the on best a consistent one. basis. On a consistent basis, we do have the best one. Yeah, no, 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 notice you say the best one. Want to do things my way. This one, the highway. All right. Well, I mean, shoot. Uh, despite the uh, the um, low blow argument, <laughs> or the low blow say that Lewis said, Jade, I do appreciate you bringing your personal experience into this. I do. I really do. All jokes aside, I appreciate that side of the argument. Um, cause you, you defended ruthless aggression when we did this last time. Um, so you never, you never really got, yeah. So we never really got to hear your experience from that. Right. So that was nice to hear. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, man, I mean, edge Christian, Jeff Hardy, all them guys, Kurt Angle, it was in the ruthless aggression. I mean, the attitude era and they did their thing. They were shining, but the ruthless aggression era made them stars. Y'all had WrestleMania 17, which is great. My personal, I think that's the best WrestleMania of all time. But also, WrestleMania 19, WrestleMania 20, WrestleMania 21, WrestleMania 23, WrestleMania 24. Got to talk about that. So, I mean, those are all great, great WrestleManias consistently put on. I mean, that's the greatest. They had the greatest stretch of WrestleManias. So, I'm going to have to give it to Ruthless Aggression Era. Uh, yeah, I, I was waiting for the <laughs> argument about the consistent pay-per-view quality. That To me, yeah. now, that, now that the debate is over, that's the death knell for me. The consistency of paper. You can't go. You can go back and watch pay per views from the Attitude Era. That was the big thing. And like not, maybe not out of four that you watch, out of I'm four a, that you would watch, one of them would be good. But when you go back and watch Ruthless Aggression pay per views, just yeah. banger, 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 banger. Like and so, yeah, they, the they, question I'm remains: a, I'm gonna be Why on. is this the topic you wanted to challenge on? Because I just I don't I, I don't like think so. I just want the chat to know. 
I don't think we had a chance. But once you brought up the women's division, I knew we lost. I was like, I'm not gonna no and it's crazy because y'all ran out of time. But I was like, I'm gonna let him go. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, bro. Like, as soon as he's like, let's talk about the women's division. I'm like, no. Like, don't. I was like, we might actually have a chance. I'm not, not going to lie. Despite, despite me like having this. to be forced to defend the ruthless aggression era, I still don't have a dog in the fight. I don't I don't participate in any of these fucking topics. No, I think this is clear. And that's why I, I don't like, I don't have a dog in the fight, bro. I don't have a dog in the fight, personally. I, I saw I saw about three years of the ruthless aggression era, but, like, I don't have a dog. You know what I'm saying? I probably so won't you, participate in we should. You you should say so. You saying we should have been a PG era, a ruthless aggression era? Man, I don't. Man, listen, I told you. <laughs> hey, I, I can defend that. I, I hey, I can about. defend the PG era. I can too, defend bro. the PG era. I can't defend that. Wow, era. that's wild. I can defend the PG era. I really can't. Against the ruthless aggression, that's crazy. I can. Hey, no, I mean, hey, it, it'll be it'll be hard, but there no, there no, are no, things. No. Hold on, there are things that happened in the PG era that were really good that people forget about. That happened in that. No, era. Yeah, they were good. Up, I mean, yeah, they, they were good. I mean, bologna fudge and mustard still a thing. So, hey, bro, you gotta say what you gotta say, bro. All right, so y'all, so Lewis, Axe, uh, Malik, y'all won the last round, so it's two to one. So y'all making that comeback. So the next topic. Like William Ospreay to either you get to choose WWE, AW, or TNA. You get to choose. All right, hold on. Get, can, can you give us a quick yeah, little, little, you know, thing, yeah, you know, a little go over? You know, we got a game plan. You know what I'm saying? I'm drawing up the really play. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so what we doing? Drawing up the play. Drawing up the play. Draw up the play. So, what we got well, the top is three. Give us like a, a minute intermission. This this is is we definitely not doing AW, bro. That's not happening, bro. No, yeah. So, basically, opponents, like, story, it's like storylines he could have. Where he would fit on the roster and longevity in that promotion. So okay. y'all, y'all talk on over. Okay. Um. All right, let me go and then I think our answer will be easy depending on which one they pick. I mean, all right. So let's see. Yeah, my whole thing is, um, I hope they go a certain route because it would make our argument a lot easier. Because yeah, I have a yeah. certain route that I want to go with it here. And I think it's I'll, I think it might I'll be. confer you know and I'll refer to you G baby because Mitri picked the one I picked the last so I'll I'll let you be the defining factor on this one. I'm good with that. Bad, 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 bad. I just wanted a challenge. It would have been easy for me to rip the attitude. I feel like that's I feel like that's <laughs> the one you shouldn't have wanted a challenge on. You could have had you could have wanted a challenge on topic two. Not on this one. Not on this one. I feel like you just get I feel like the second we started, I was like, "Yeah, you kind of give me this round," because I don't think that's arguable. I don't think no. I over the thing is, I I meant everywhere. I was very selective with my points. G, I meant every word I said. I was you started talking selective. about the women division. I don't think you were. I had to be honest. <laughs> I don't think you I were. knew that. No, listen, I, I knew they were going to bring it up, so I was trying to put a positive spin on it. Right. I feel I mean, like if we would have just never brought it up, we would have had a chance. Axel, don't you look at me with those eyes. <laughs> I was trying to do our absolute positive. Not I was trying to do our absolute your, 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 hey, most yo. popular, your most popular woman was in the men's division, bro. <laughs> yeah, facts. Like, <laughs> that's oh, why they want to defend it. That's why I literally right, said, we, 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 we there's a right, certain right, aspect right. of this that I don't want to talk All right, about. So, hold on. Wait, look back at me. <laughs> what y'all got? We doing WWE. Right. We doing WWE. Y'all going WWE. All right. Osprey to WWE. Y'all got five minutes. All right, so, so, you, so if you guys let's go first. All right, so, all right, so uh, I'm going first. Yes, sir. 
Okay, so what I want to talk about with Will Ospreay going to WWE is where he fits at. Because if you look at what he's doing in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Will Ospreay has succeeded everywhere. He succeeded in the he succeeded in the cruiserweight division or the junior heavyweight division. He succeeded in the mid card division and he succeeded in the heavyweight division. Will Ospreay, if he goes to WWE, he has a chance to become WWE champion. He has a chance to become United States Intercontinental Champion. He could fit in the tag division. Will Ospreay is that versatile where he can fit anywhere and anywhere. Now, where he fits at, I don't know if you guys know this, but seven years ago, when Will before Will Ospreay hit his star power, Paul Heyman was recruiting and even offered Will Ospreay a contract to evolve, which at the time, which was uh, which was one of WWE's indie companies that they own to try to lock in Will Ospreay. So it's very well known that WWE has been very interested in Will Ospreay and that they will use Will Ospreay to his fullest because you don't have Paul Heyman offering you a contract on stage if you ain't a nobody. Now that Will Ospreay is a much polished main eventer, we saw how he drew in Wembley against Chris Jericho, put on a banger match. I feel like I feel like if Will Ospreay lands in WWE right now, we heard John Cena go to Money in the Bank and say that he's trying to bring WrestleMania to the UK. The easiest thing WWE can tell Will Ospreay is, hey, if you sign with us, we'll make sure you headline a UK pay-per-view at WrestleMania. We make sure that you're going to be the top guy. So where he fits at, it doesn't matter where he fits at. Put him in the mid-card. He's the current IWGP United States champion. But you, but if you saw Will Ospreay, you probably think he's the world heavyweight champion with the way he wrestles. Will Ospreay is one of – is obviously one of the best in-ring performers in history. And where he fits at, anywhere in WWE. Mike work, character work, leading a faction that he still does, Will Ospreay does it all. He fits everything WWE wants. And plus, they want him. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead Axel. Let you go. Oh, Axel, let me go. <clears throat> Only thing I want to talk about is how Will Ospreay will fit, especially in WWE now. With Triple H trying to do all this global stuff, whether it's Australia, whether it's Germany, you have a person like Will Ospreay at the front of the helm. I mean, it does bring more. Like it, it does. That's why I feel like no, no matter where you put him, he's gonna fit. And come on, bro. Automatically, I know um, Malik's gonna talk about this, so I'll be quick. Seth Rollins versus Will Ospreay. <laughs> come on. That's been an ongoing story through social media and what the fans want to see for a while. I mean, the dream matches that Will Ospreay can have, Will Ospreay and Roman Reigns would be top tier. Him versus Seth Rollins. I mean, him versus AJ Styles. Him versus Bobby Lashley. Will Ospreay is the type of guy that you could literally put the ring with anybody and he could put on a great match with damn near anybody. I mean, Chris Jericho at this stage is, you know, for a lot of people feel like he slowed down. He was able to put on a great match with Chris Jericho and Wembley. So if that tells you anything, Will Ospreay is capable of putting on a lot of great matches. Plus, not to mention... If you want to become a bigger star in wrestling, where's the one place you go? It's a WWE. And with Triple H not running the ship, I think, you know, Will Ospreay will definitely be utilized, and I definitely he would think he'll be created into a big star for the company for a long time for you to come because Will Ospreay is still only like 30 years old, so he hasn't really even reached his peak yet, if we're being honest. If he's going to WWE right now, the type of talent that he has in NXT, Raw, and SmackDown, I mean, Will Ospreay, Carmelo Hayes, Will Ospreay, Braun Breaker, Ilya Dragunov, Gunther, I mean, there's so many top tier matches that he could have on the top tier stage that would make him a bigger star and you know make him a more solidified best wrestler in the world because most of us casuals like us you know we, we watch Will Ospreay so we know but not everybody may be familiar with his work so when we say Will Ospreay is a top five wrestler in the world some people may look at us crazy because they're not too familiar with what he does because they don't watch anything outside of WWE but he goes to WWE and he's able to showcase what he can do on that big stage against the talents that they have right there that's that's just money for WWE that's the one win right there and not to mention with Will Ospreay, well, with Will Ospreay, we know that WWE wanted Jay White. Why did they want Jay White? Because Jay White was one of the biggest stars in the world and one of the biggest draws in the world. Will Ospreay is in that same realm of Jay White, where Will Ospreay is one of the only 
box office draws in wrestling that's not wrestling for WWE. I mean, once Will Ospreay was was announced for Wembley, everything blew up because it's Will Ospreay in Wembley fucking stadium. Will Ospreay, Will, the, the type of matchups Will Ospreay can have, the type of stories Will Ospreay can have, Will Ospreay not only elevates himself, but also elevates everybody else around him. And we all know how much WWE loves that. Look at guys like Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, Gunther, guys like that also are, are guys that, that have elevated themselves, but also elevate other people around them. And WWE looks for guys like that. So if you can get an international draw like a guy like Will Ospreay, who not only can dominate, uh, dominate the UK scene, but has also proven that he's a major United States draw, you have to go get a guy like that. And he fits perfectly into their system. You guys can go now. Set that time on. So which side of this are we going at, G? Um well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with um your your mantra from last topic, and we're gonna go with a challenge. Right? Because they took the one that I figured they were gonna take. I was hoping they wouldn't, but they took the side that I figured they would take. So I think, well, we've already seen him in AEW. Why not give him a full run in TNA? Bet, because let me go first. Start. My go time. ahead. Go ahead. Lewis's point was, right, Built, building stars, WWE is, is the best at, at making stars, and et cetera, et cetera. Fact of the matter is, you look at the state of WWE, right? You look at Gunther, Seth Rollins. Roman Reigns, L.A. Knight, Bobby Lashley, Logan Paul, the oh, list goes. The list goes on and on. Stars, one and all, right? You know who really needs to make some stars, right? Quit fast and in a hurry. T N A. There is no way this transition survives unless they make a splash in the very beginning. And right now, of all of the names that are available to come to TNA, I can think of no bigger splash than Mr. Will Ospreay. I can think of no name currently available that is more synonymous with wrestling as a whole, that is more known in like the, the casual wrestling household, because even somebody like me, who doesn't take in a lot of independent wrestling, right, outside of what's televised, I know who Will Ospreay is. And I've gone and I've searched for Will Ospreay matches. And it's because guys that he has interacted with end up on AEW and WWE. And then eventually I just get to a point where I kind of fall down the rabbit hole and I end up finding Will Ospreay matches. And then I'm completely blown away. And I think if Will Ospreay shows up at TNA, I think it instantly makes everyone around him better. Not only does he instantly make everyone on TNA better as a wrestler by being there, sharing what he knows, wrestling them and making them look good. I think it makes them better because everyone's going to know who Will Ospreay is. So now they're going to tune in to watch the Will Ospreay matches. And now I have to know more about the person that he's wrestling. I have to know more about this person who's currently in the ring with him on this company that I've never watched before. So now I need to go and look up their history and their matches. And I need to find out if I should be invested in Will Ospreay versus whoever this person happens to be, right? So Will Ospreay from several different angles makes so much sense for TNA. Now, the only thing they have working against them is their size and their notoriety. You know, a guy like Will Ospreay, maybe he wants to be a star. He regularly interacts with Seth Rollins on Twitter. 
But if Osprey really thinks about it, if I go to AEW, I'm getting lost in the shuffle. If I go to WWE, I'm probably not starting at the top of the ladder, not with guys like Roman and Seth there running the show. But if I go to TNA, that is my show. That is my show to mold into what I want to mold it into. And to so pay, I'm so glad, G baby, that you picked TNA. Yes. Because and I to was, piggyback off of that, and to piggyback off of that, the reason why I think him going to TNA so much sense, and then I'm gonna transition into the other reason as well. Two minutes, I got you. So first off, he goes to TNA. Even though TNA is not known as big, he's getting a pretty good booker. Say for the people who watch Impact, hey, or TNA now, hey, you don't have a problem with the way they tell their stories. They already have the best women's division <laughs> in the world, maybe second best, depending on how you feel about like stardom and stuff. But they already have the best women's division, right? And with a former WWE person that is pretty well known and big that people are going to pay attention to, you go over there, it's almost going to kind of resemble when AEW first started. When AEW first started, what they had, they had the big star that everybody knew, and then they put them around people that they wanted to for people to get to know. Will Ospreay could go there immediately, and I think people know about the Josh Alexanders and stuff, but maybe some people don't. Hey, that's a great way to get eyes on them. And you have a, a certified star that's going to bring more eyes to the product. What happens when more eyes get to the product? Then you can bring in more free agents. Perfect example of what could happen when Will Ospreay goes there. Eventually, you might get Will Ospreay versus a surprise Dolph Ziggler to go crazy for it. And people are going to watch it because people know who Dolph Ziggler is. People know who Will Ospreay is. You want TNA to finally get back to where it is, to where they can be a legit competing third brand because they already have a good booker and a, an organization that survived the pandemic, mind you, because they were very much probably not going to. You get a guy like Will Ospreay, that's just going to open up so many more possibilities. It's kind of like if Jay, when Jay White first got there, but he didn't stay that long, but it was like, oh, Jay White's in TNA. Let me, let me see what's going on over there. You could do that with Will Ospreay as your full-time JV. All right, got me. <coughs> Just for a business standpoint, them transitioning back into TNA, you get a guy like Will Ospreay, it just sounds like a good business move. All right. Well, y'all five minutes is up. Okay. So, so to, so to rebuttal G baby's point, impact did have Jay white on a contractual agreement to work there for, a, for a hot minute. He was there for about seven months straight and didn't draw a dime. Uh-huh. He already been there. Uh, TNA has already had, uh, in, can I still call him a cone TNA? TNA already had a guy like Jay White, even Peak Bullet Club had guys over there like Juice Robinson, had guys over there like David Finley, Hikaleo, Tamatanga. They also had guys, um, in my opinion, top five best tag team of the generation, the Briscoes, one of the biggest draws. But due to the network that they were on, despite having all these guys and having all these partnerships, still weren't able to bring in viewership. It would be nice for Will Ospreay to go over there, but I feel like TNA has a lot more to focus on than Will Ospreay. You need to get a better TV deal. You need to get out of there. You need to figure out how you can have people get more eyes on the product. Yes, getting Will Ospreay would be huge, but if you're getting Will Ospreay and you're still stuck on Access TV and you're locked down on a contract to Access TV, what are you going to do then? It's nearly impossible. It's pretty much nearly impossible for anybody to get views if you're having a big ass superstar like Will Ospreay on a channel that nobody has, and it's just what it is. One thing I will say in response to that is the thing is I don't think any of us know for sure one hundred percent what plans TNA currently has for their television, right? Maybe they're seeking a bigger deal. Maybe they see 
opportunities opening up because <laughs> WWE is moving all their shows around, right? So maybe there's opportunities opening up for TNA to get a, a foothold in there. But the the only way they are going to be able to take advantage of any of those footholds is if they have a guy like Will Ospreay up front. And when you compare Will Ospreay and, and Switchblade, right? For people like us who, as we stated earlier, right, this is this is what we love. This this is what we for somebody like you, Lewis, this is what you want to be doing with your life, right? You for for people for you see it. For so for people like us, we understand the star potential that Jay White has, but I am on wrestling Twitter probably more than I need to be. I just try, I try to keep up with the news. Um, when I'm making content, I try to use it to gather ideas for, you know, videos and stuff like that. And one thing I will say is that on my like for you page or whatever, the page that shows you tweets from people you don't follow. Um, and I'm not calling it X. Fuck you, Elon Musk. And you're weird. <laughs> um, when you're, when you're scrolling through your for you wrestling Twitter or whatever, I all the time am seeing, look at Will, look at what Will Ospreay did last night in New Japan. Look at the highlights for this Will Ospreay match. Holy shit, did you see what Will Ospreay did? Before Jay White showed up on AEW and made the big splash, gotta be honest, I wasn't seeing a lot of look what uh look what Switchblade did. Look, look what happened in the Switchblade match. Look what happened overnight with Switchblade. I was seeing some of it, not as much. So I think judging by what I'm seeing from from the wrestling Twitter sphere. And again, that's just a, a resource that I have to go off of. It seems to me that Will Ospreay has a bigger opportunity to be that next step up than Switchblade ever did. And I'm going to add, that, so that's what I'm ooh, seeing. When yeah. I'm, and I'm going to, and I'm going to add, I'm going to add, a, I'm going to add a little bit to that because I do get his point, but I'm also going to add to the fact that getting Will Ospreay to open up those more eyes because they're not a WWE, this has to be a long-term play. They cannot get Will Ospreay with the sense of we're going to turn this around in the short term. They have to get him and invest in him as that future because, because like you brought up a great point, like a TV deal. They got to get off access and stuff. Well, if you invest in a long-term plan with, with uh, uh, Will Ospreay, you might not get off of that in three months, but you can probably get off of it in seven and there's going to be buzz going around it anyway because you already have decided you're renaming, you're going back to the TNA. So that automatically right there is bringing in people's eyes that maybe stopped watching for a long time. Hey, they're going back to TNA. And, I'm saying that, and you know, hey, they, they're not looking too bad. I'm going to tune in. You get a Will Ospreay. Okay, there's a there's a guy I believe who can be the face of a company. I mean, I mean, let's be real. We're, if we're sitting here talking about he can be – one of the top stars in uh in 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 the biggest company. Why can't he be a top star for TNA? It's just got to be a long term plan. I so I feel like when it comes to TNA, I feel like if he goes to TNA, he would absolutely be the face of the company. But I also feel like he doesn't get bigger. I feel like Will Ospreay stays the same. WWE is known to elevate guys like Will Ospreay. I mean, we saw the fucking flip. Like, turn the world upside down with Roman Reigns. We saw what they did with Roman Reigns. We saw what they did with Cody Rhodes. If Will Ospreay goes to TNA, yes, would he elevate everybody around him? Absolutely. Will Ospreay is phenomenal doing that. Did you guys see his match with Mike Bailey? Absolutely phenomenal. I don't think he goes any higher than he is, though, because it's TNA. If he goes so, to WWE, this man would skyrocket in popularity. He would make the most money he's ever made. He would have the most eyes he's ever made. And the shows that they're headlining in the UK, that would be Will Ospreay shows. I'm not saying Impact or TNA and Impact. 
they can't go to UK shows because they just did their UK tour. They just signed Leon Slater. Congratulations to him. Proud of him. But when you go to a place like WWE, you're immediately going to be elevated if you're a guy like Will Ospreay. The matches, the stories, the freedom that you can have if you prove yourself, which he obviously will. He's proved himself everywhere he goes, is bigger for Will Ospreay. The ceiling is higher for Will Ospreay to go to WWE instead of TNA. Not to mention, too. We talked, you guys brought up a lot of good points, and you guys talked about, you know, the stuff that he can do in TNA, which would be great. But I think when it comes to match quality and dream matches, I think WWE just has that unlocked. I mean, imagine Will Ospreay versus AJ Styles, or, you know, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Ilya Dragunov, you know, Carmelo Hayes, Ricochet. If you guys saw the match that they had on the independent scene, they, my gosh, the stuff they could do in WWE would be tremendous. Even someone like Logan Paul, like you saw what he can do. Imagine putting him in the ring with Will Ospreay. It would be top tier. Will Ospreay could go to WWE and have. So many big monumental dream matches that you only really think about and dream about. But if he goes to WWE, a lot of that can come to reality. And if so, we were talking about, uh, oh, sorry, okay, do maybe go and then I, I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It just because it actually combines their two points. So Malik, yeah. you're right. WWE, they got the they have the better quality roster. There's more dream matches you can have. And Lewis, you're right in the sense of Will Osprey will probably get bigger, just like a Cody Rhodes did. In him himself would get bigger. However, TNA, he makes that bigger. That's the part I disagree with you on. If he can bring TNA up to where maybe, obviously, they're not going to be number one, but they can be never, competing I for never, that. I no, 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 I know. I, I said Will Ospreay doesn't get bigger. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I think if Will Ospreay can good. bring TNA up to competing for that number two spot, I think if he's the one who's being the catalyst for that, I think that's naturally going to make him bigger. I think I think I think that'll make that'll put Will Ospreay in a bigger light just because he I don't want to say single-handedly, because obviously you can't do it by yourself, but I think he'd be the most important part to bringing TNA competing as that number because nobody's gonna beat WWE. WWE's always gonna be one. Right now, AEW's two. If he can bring TNA up to be competing. Or possibly even take over that number two spot. Because let's be real, the storylines are better. They just don't have the TV deal for people to see it. If but Will Ospreay can be the catalyst for that, to, to I, on, think, I think that's going to make him better. To add on to the point you, you brought up, though, that's, <coughs> that you said if. That's a big if. If he goes to TNA. If he goes to TNA. If he goes to WWE, he instantly gets, there's no question. Instant, there's no, he instantly gets boosted up. And it also helps boost up WWE, too, for the fans. Like, if he goes to TNA... It would not saying that he couldn't do it because he's Will Ospreay, but he would, you know, it would really be a lot harder for him to help boost up the company because it's been stuck in the mud. I mean, a lot of us besides Lewis stopped watching TNA years ago once, you know, they fell down because he just, it didn't feel like TNA anymore. Now, could he help it get back to that old TNA feel? I sure hope so if he goes there. That's yep. what I'm hoping for. I hope that, that, that that'd be the big issue, but that's a big if. There's no really guarantee if that could happen. If he I goes mean, there's WWE, technically no guarantee in WWE yeah. either. There, there's so not, I, but it, because it, it, Vince it, can find a way to strong arm himself, and we, and, so you on. know what I mean. You see, you <laughs> say on. that, you say that, but I'm going off of what we know right now. You're going off of a big if. To what I've seen, I saw when Will Osprey was fresh and raw, going on the independent scene in the UK, and then traveling over here, uh, traveling over here to the United States. I saw Paul Heyman hand him a contract. Mm-hmm. I saw Paul Heyman hand him a contract, guaranteeing you, you sign over here. I will make sure you're okay. I will do whatever it takes to make sure you're put in the best position possible. And that was before Will Ospreay became the big megastar draw that he is. He goes to WWE now? 
Oh, Paul Heyman gonna make sure that boy's wrapped around. I, I think I think what WWE would do with Will Ospreay, not saying it would be the exact same, but they need another small guy, you know, who's a lot younger to be able to do things that he's able to do in the ring to make a big star. AJ Styles is getting older now, so how much longer is he gonna be around? Nobody, nobody could have guessed AJ Styles was gonna have the rookie year that he did. Like he wasn't a WWE guy. Now, when you go to WWE, you never really know if you're gonna succeed or not. But under the Triple H era. I'm I'm very confident that we'll also okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me jump. Let me jump in. I'm getting I'm getting stepped on. I want to get a point across. So <laughs> we're 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 talking about either. So we're going back and forth and talking about what what Osprey can do for the company or what the company can do for Osprey. I need. I think we really need to focus more on what Will Osprey can do for himself. And again, I go back to wrestling Twitter and say what you want about Twitter. The universe still runs through Twitter. I don't care what you say. I follow Will Ospreay and I follow Switchblade Jay White. And Will Ospreay's Twitter activity is 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 quantifiably exactly what being a professional wrestler is all about. He yeah. believes in himself, he promotes himself, and he puts himself in a position to be noticed. When the first thing he did when he, when he got added to the London show was, was start promoting it, start throwing it out there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. He's constantly interacting with guys like Seth Rollins on Twitter. And maybe you take that as, oh, he wants to be in WWE. He wants to wrestle Seth Rollins. I take that as if I go and retweet Seth Rollins, the WWE champion, people are going to see it. People are going to have Will Ospreay's name in their mouth at the same time as Seth Rollins. So I think that Will Ospreay believes in himself. And understanding that Will Ospreay believes in himself, knowing he could go to WWE and it could be a sure thing, I hope and think that he believes in himself to know I could go to TNA and be to them what Seth Rollins is to the WWE. And here's the thing too, guys. Long term, yes, he needs to be at TNA for several years to help TNA. But the guy is still so young. He could be at TNA... He, he could be at TNA for a long time, have a nice, healthy career, push TNA up the ladder. And then if he still wants to go to WWE later, nothing's going to be stopping him from doing that. Whereas if you go to WWE, I think that's more long-term. So I think he's going to consider that too. He wants to have options down the road. So all of that being taken into account, even with what you're saying about if he goes to WWE, it's an immediate rocket up the ass. And I get that. But I just hope, looking at what his social media activity and how he behaves and how he promotes himself, he would have a little more faith in himself and, and go to try and make something on his own at TNA. The, the, the same thing could be said for Will Ospreay going to WWE. That, that could be used as a fact why WWE would want to go after a guy like Will Ospreay. This man's doing the promoting. This man is tweeting. He's constantly showing everybody about the event. That's something that the WWE wants. They love guys like that. Cody Rose does the same fucking thing every time. Seth Rollins has been doing it. WWE's known to have guys like that. And Will Ospreay does that. He's fitting right into the system of guys that they want. But Will Ospreay is so special due to the fact that he is a foreigner. He does dominate the UK scene. And they, they are going to Germany next year. Um, they're planning to bring WrestleMania to the UK. A guy like Will Ospreay sells out those stadiums. A guy like Will Ospreay becomes the catalyst of that. They're supposed to have, there's been rumor that Backlash going to be in Paris too. So, Bro, that, 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 that shows that Will Ospreay could be the catalyst of that. So what you're saying, I get it. He can do wonders for TNA by promoting it and believing in himself. But the same logic can also be applied for WWE. 
And whether people want to hear it or not, what you're saying about TNA, him promoting, that's good and all. But him promoting WWE events in the UK, that's a much higher ceiling for him and the, and, and the company as a whole business-wise and marketing-wise than, than it would ever do for TNA. Okay, so this is great. We only got so much time left. I will say the TNA argument, it is very, very, very good. But y'all have one weakness, and it's a lot of ifs. There's nothing guaranteed set in, set in stone. Because we don't know Impact's TV deal right now. If it was like Impact is going to be on TNT next in 2024 or in 2025, then y'all might have a more of a solid argument. A lot, I'm not saying that can't come true because I believe in Osprey. I believe he could take the company to the next level. But at the same time, it is a lot of what is at the same time. You do have to think about TNA. Because WWE already had, you know. Yeah, yeah, because you know WWE. And with TNA, nothing's locked in quite just yet because they still have a lot of obstacles they have to um, overcome. Can they overcome that? I absolutely believe they can. But for the sake of this argument, I'm going to give it to WWE. And we're going to move on to the last point. I just want to say, Osprey, go to TNA, bro. I didn't mean any of the shit that I fucking said, bro. Go to TNA. Go to TNA. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nah, but no, uh, you had a lot of, but yeah, that was the one weak point. So, this last argument is y'all get free free range on this. So, Malik, Jay, or excuse me, Malik Lewis asks, y'all get to choose. This is best wrestler in the entire world. Any current wrestler right now, y'all can choose. It can be Osprey. It could be Jungle Boy. Hey, it could be Roman Reigns. Like what the fuck? Don't swear like that. So y'all can discuss amongst yourselves. So the guy we're choosing, the, the guy we're choosing is Omos. So we win on that. No, 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 Omos. Because that's an right? Y'all didn't have to argue. Y'all didn't have to argue. No, that's I don't know who this guy no. is. We're not doing. We got. We got to just pick one. Just one. Yeah, just one. Just one. Fuck, man. That's hard. only one. So y'all can right, debate right, amongst so yourselves. I have a question. Are we basing it on what they are doing? This year or overall? That or is a good overall. question. That's, that's what that I that's what I need question. to know before we before right we now, right now 2023. Ba- oh. Based on based on oh. oh my god, I think I think we might have to oh, I, I think, think I'm gonna go with him, bro. I think hey, either my Jane, I'm I'm gonna, based on what they do. Yeah. Jane, I'm gonna text you because if I'm gonna gonna be somebody, it's gonna be him, bro. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we might have to do that. Bro, I think they're gonna pick I think I know I, mean, who, I know who I mean gonna you could yeah, I think I know who they're gonna pick too. Right here, yo. I think I might have to let's type it in the chat to see. Yeah, because he does he does lack in that. That, that that's the only thing I would think that hurts. Yeah, he does lack in that, but match quality though is crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> the match quality is crazy, man. Oh man, Jade, I feel oh. like those are one of the two they're gonna say, bro. God, bro, this is fucking. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, I think to be on the safe side, bro. Oh no, fuck. Nah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie, Jade. 
Nate, give us Nate, you probably gonna have to give us a hot minute, bro. Talk about yeah, a challenge, yeah, 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 bro. There's so many good wrestlers, bro. Can we you pick two? Have to give us a minute. Can we pick two? Can we two? Can we pick two? One, bro. One, yeah. Challenge ourselves, man. Just one. We just going one. It's between these two. It's between these two. Hey, hey, hey! Y'all want me to flip this brush for y'all? You want me to flip the brush for y'all? Hey, I can bring up the coin again. I can bring it up. I think I got rid of it. I can bring it up. Where it go? I, th I think the last one got an argument too, bro. I, I can say some stuff about him. Oh, he's been doing stuff all year. That's oh yeah, James, you right, 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 right. I, I, I think, I think, whatever we go with, we're gonna miss at least one thing from it. I, 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 I we gotta, we gotta pick which one that we. Like, I, that's what I think. Yeah, I, I, all right, let's let's do that. Bro. That's my final. That's my yeah, final. Yeah. Oh, man, this is hard, bro. Are we? Are we sure? Let's 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 think. Is he wait, the best? Wait, wait, I think, wait, wait, I think wait, he's the best champion we, they have right now. Once we know wait, who they pick, Mitri, me and Gio, Phil, you don't know what we're thinking. Hold on, let's let's right. let's 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 throw let's throw it down real quick. Let's throw down uh this the one. last guy. I think we can make an argument for it because he's been doing things all year, has good matches, and he's helped elevate a title too. So. Okay. He ain't got none, bro. I'm sorry, bro. He ain't got none. Uh, oh my goodness, man. <laughs> I don't like y'all. Uh, that? Not even just pay per view, but just like. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't think of any good. He doesn't have any, bro. No, That's look, 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 look. Come on, man. Oh. Come on, man. I think people rely on the matches, though, more than. I mean, those were some good stories, but. I said, I said solid. I didn't say. Yeah. Come, on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Who got that? Hold on, wait. We spent, wait, we spent in the coin. Wait, wait, we put in the coin? Yeah, I, brought, I brought it here just in case, but we don't have to. Yeah, we don't need to know who got that. I think we got to go with one of those two, bro. I think we got to go with one of those two. I, I, I'm going to go. What, the, what does the second one lack? I don't think he really likes oh anything. I just, th I just think he kind of gets. I think he kind of gets overshadowed a little bit. Hey, by the way, you guys are going. You guys are going first, so you can say the names. We can't steal them from you. So you might. You I mean, I think it's all the names. Just pick who you got. Pick who you got. No, no. Pick who you got. The crazy thing is, the crazy thing is both kind of lack storyline. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Bring one last point. Bring one last point. Bring one last point. I'm gonna send a voice message. Hold up, bro. Hold up. Everybody going boy. That's crazy. Don't you swear like that. I'm gonna tell you, I gotta say, Mitri, I did. Mitri, I'm talking about Instagram. I don't know if you don't, can check it. Don't cuss at me like that either. I don't know who the hell you talking to. Don't cuss at me. Hold on, hold on. Everybody be silent real quick. Hold on, everybody be silent because I'm trying to send this voice message real quick. I gotta get this point across real quick before we go in. Malik, this is your ghost. <laughs> Make sure we become members today. Yes. <laughs> hashtag fly PC wrestling to Seattle. Get, get his top five. <laughs> I should have been in another topic. I should have made you defend Cat. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he does. Ah, that's wild. PC ASMR coming soon. <laughs> yes, sir. G baby, the more I think about it, 
even though I don't believe in it at all, the more I want to go with the other one. I like, know, but if, if they if they leave this guy on the table, we have to take it. Yeah, like, there's no, no way we can. Yeah. But yeah. if they don't, oh yeah, we're definitely going the other guy. <laughs> Talk we're about definitely going the other guy. Facts. Damn, sure it's Damn. Not quite so challenging. Malik, mute yourself. Mute yourself. Mute your fucking self. Uh, this is a long deliberation. This, this is pretty long, y'all. We, we pushing two hours. Sounds like a Jay Rock, I don't want to. J Rock, this is an objective debate. So, no, I don't. Just, just wait till he. Nay, nay, I want, I want to be sure on something. I need you to look in the camera. What's up, dog? What's up? This isn't about who you like. This is about who. I'm unbiased, bro. Better argument, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I have, do I have your, your word in front of everybody? This is unbiased. As long as, long as you don't pick Omas, is is it's unbiased. Come on, gang. Let's see. Let's see what and, you guys. And, and, if, you, and, if, you, if you guys want to go with the guy, we can, we can do it, bro. We can do it. I want to. I want to. I want to go with. Uh, All right, we're, we're going with Gunther, bro. We're going with Gunther. Yeah, go okay. With okay. 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 I want to hear this. I, I want to hear Jay, this. Jay, what did I tell you? I knew they were going with that man. I know. Y'all got y'all got five minutes. All right, listen, bro. Listen, bro. Even though Gunther <laughs> is a mid card champion, we got to talk about what he's done with the Intercontinental Championship. But Gunther, right now, you can make the argument is the best champion in WWE right now. Match quality. I mean, listen, we can't really defend his storylines because he had too many good stories, so we can't really go there. But match quality from 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 start to finish from from this year, banger after banger, the triple threat at WrestleMania, the best match on night two that people still talk about. That was one of the best things on night two. Everything else, people would hate it mostly. I mean, this the matches with Drew, Sheamus, Chad Gable. I mean, the stuff that he's done as champion broke the record, became longest IC champion of all time, the most dominant champion in WWE consistently on a basis, bro. Like Gunther, right now. The stuff that he's done with the IC title and this, the match quality that he's produced, it's 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 unheard of, bro. It's 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 unheard of. I think this year he got it unlocked. I mean, the stuff that he's done with the title involved and the match quality. I mean, like, you know, when Gunther is about to come on, he's about to have a match. You already know it's gonna be a banger because that's what he does. He's allergic to having bad matches, bro. It's not possible. He can't have a bad match. Never seen it. It's not happening. And, and also, and also, they talk about the stories. I actually think Gunther has had four solid storylines. I think the story with Chad Gable right now, where Chad Gable is literally jumping through hoops, trying to get back to Gunther, I think that's a great story. The story with Sheamus, the two matches they had at Clash at the Castle, where Sheamus is like, I want to be IC champion, but but beating Gunther means more than anything. He wants to beat Gunther. IC champion is just the icing on the cake. That's a great story. We talk about Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre was implemented into this story because Sheamus lost and Drew was like, nah, I want your chance because I want to prove I can beat Gunther. I, I, like, I want a shot at him. You already had your chance. That's a great story because that also put a story on top of a story between Drew and Seth. I mean, Drew and Seth. Drew and Sheamus hating each other. And not to mention the story with Ricochet, the trilogy he had with Ricochet, having Ricochet go through an entire tournament to try to build up to Gunther. That was a solid story in itself. So Gunther might not have the most amazing storytelling matches, but the, but the matches leading up to his title defenses, they've been really solid with the buildups. And I mean, I said, you know, I, I, I was on the storyline side, but when I think about it, he did have a great storyline, breaking the record. 
Every time you ho- you saw him with an opponent, you thought like, is he gonna do it? Is he gonna be able to do it? Or is the underdog gonna do it? And we were all we were all locked in, bro. I don't care. We were all watching Chad Gable versus versus Gunther on Raw. We were all waiting to see if he was gonna do it. That, that so so you know what? He do got storylines. I don't want to hear that. And then with match quality, come on. And then character work. He he's one of the he's one of the hills that wins with no help. Maybe once in the blue, but he does it himself, and he still makes the hill stuff work. There is what. Gunther is what people was what the Roman fans, Roman haters want Roman Reigns to be. He's a dominant yeah. champion who wins without any consistent help. Even though he has Imperium, Gunther is a force to be reckoned with by himself. He hits hard, he's physical, and when he gets in the ring, he's the most opposing threat in the ring. The mat is sacred, the ring throne. That's his whole character, right? That's everything that relies around him. Everything that Gunther is, that's, that's what fans want Roman Reigns to do. They want him to win a match by himself, clean to prove that he can do something and do all this. But Gunther has done it consistently without help. While still being a dominant champion and making the IC title prestige, not to mention we haven't even got there. But the, you know, you know that something about to do with the Miz, but the cook, we ain't, that ain't even happened yet. But the, the, the match in Survivor Series, what the some people think is the greatest IC champion of all time, still on the debate. Miz is up there, he top five, but that ain't even happened yet. Mm-hmm. But you already know what that's about to be, bro. So, Gunther, not to mention too, one more thing, Gunther's also the type of champion that doesn't need. Somebody brought this up about Gunther not being at the last three pay per views. I don't think he he's one of those champions that doesn't need to wrestle at all the pay per views because he put on he, he produces and puts on good matches on Raw that need that you know Raw could need for good t- quality TV. Mm-hmm. And not to mention we we talk about elevation with the IC title. Gunther has also elevated people around him. Chad Gable, this is the hottest Chad Gable has ever been. We look at Ricochet since Ricochet with that trilogy. Ricochet has not been in a bad spot in WWE. Before he fought Gunther in that trilogy, he was in a much shitty spot. Yes, he was IC champion. That shit was dog shit, man. If we look at if we look at Drew McIntyre, a lot of people thought after Drew McIntyre lost to Roman Reigns and after Drew McIntyre lost at War Games, people thought Drew McIntyre, where the fuck can he go? You put him in there with Gunther and Drew, it seems like Drew McIntyre has some second life into him. Sheamus, for fuck's sake, this is the most over Sheamus has ever been in his career. And that starts with the match at Crash at the Castle because Gunther's presence is there. So if we talk about elevation with the title, that's great. Elevation, uh, elevating your peers around you, that's even more great, especially when you do that with a championship. Especially and if we talking nobody give a fuck about. From storyline perspectives, that one thing, the downfall of Drew also plays into this as you're seeing right now. He lost to Gunther at WrestleMania and at SummerSlam. So he lost mm-hmm. to Gunther twice, straight up clean. And now they're planning the story of, you know, Drew hasn't been able to capture the big moment in who knows how long. That also plays into the story of Drew's downfall. Well, let's not forget before they gave Seth that title, it was Gunther. That was like when Roman wasn't there, it was Gunther. That was that that was our second world title. And he was holding it down, making it feel like that was the second title. That's why when he went to Raw, we weren't really like, yeah, they don't have a title, but they got Gunther. He's making that title feel like it's like that's just what I was and, and let's not and, and last but not least, let's, let's and last but not least, let's not say let's not take away from this. That triple threat at WrestleMania is arguably top two. And I and I think I'm not gonna lie. Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon love that match. But I think that triple threat match was the greatest intercontinental title match we've ever had in WrestleMania. Hands down. Hands down. I, I'll take that match over Steamboat and, and, and Macho Man. I'm taking I'm taking that match over, over Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. I think that was hands down the best intercontinental championship match we've ever had on the big stage. Like we said, too, that also held down night two. That was the best thing that happened on night two for a lot of people at WrestleMania. That's you want me, dog? Yeah, you want me? Yeah, yeah, oh, it's on, it's on, Jay. Nate, you're muted, but y'all <laughs> at the bottom. Who y'all choosing? Hey, so, so, <laughs> so I'm taking away, Jay. Gunther, Gunther was the obvious choice, right? It's who we would have picked if we had first choice. We didn't get him. So now we're about to tell you why 
the best wrestler in 2023 right now mm -hmm. in the world yep. is Dirty Dominic Ooh. Mysterio. Ooh, you want to talk, talk about character work? I, check out what he does week to week with the Judgment Day, getting booed night in, night out. You want to talk about stories? He turned on his dad. Ooh. He turned on his dad. And then has stories week to week in NXT for that North American Championship. You want to talk about in-ring bangers? Dragon Lee, Wesley, Xavier Woods, Ricochet, Trick Williams. Banger, 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 banger. Dominic Mysterio started his career as green as the hills and the background of a Sonic the Hedgehog game. Ooh. But every week that Dominic goes out there, he gets better. And his character work since joining the Judgment Day, and especially since Dom and Mommy started, has been some of the best stuff that we've seen on weekly television. Night in, night out, week in, and week out. Dominic Mysterio, you want to talk about the pops that Cody Rhodes gets, and L.A. Knight getting a guy every time he punches somebody, and Roman Reigns' ones going up. Dominic Mysterio get some of the most consistent reactions from the live crowds every single week that he goes out there. And he has taken that thought that a lot of us had in the beginning that this was a bullshit North American championship reign. Oh, what's he doing? It's a main roster guy. It's Dom. Oh my God. Oh my God. And he has turned that argument on its head. And I hope that he, that he keeps that title forever and a day. In 2023, right now, as we speak, the best wrestler in the world is Dirty Dominic Mysterio. And to piggyback on top of that, we talk about stars in this company. Y'all remember when Roman Reigns beat The Undertaker? And he couldn't get a word in because he was getting booed out the building? Last time I checked, every time Dom put that microphone to his mouth, getting booed out the building. Mm. Top three heel in the freaking mm. company right now, gang. And then we already said it. When he won that North American title, ended the greatest North American title reign in history. Mm. Great ended that. He mm. did that. Well, we was all here. He was like, oh, what are they doing and all that? What what look look at what has been since. Don't forget the triple threat with Ali and uh uh old boy as well. And we Banger. and if they wouldn't have gotten if they wouldn't have fired Ali. Oh, my goodness. But either way, we're just going to talk about what actually happened. Bangers on Raw. Bangers on... He pinned Sami Zayn for that title. People want to forget that. Pinned Sami Zayn for that. While Sami Zayn was at his... Arguably, his hottest in the company right there today. Consistently one of the best parts of Judgment Day. When we were all... Every time we was talking about Pam Balor and... Oh, Mommy Rhea Ripley ain't doing nothing. Oh, what? hey, but Dom holding it down, though. Dom doing his thing, though. Consistently the best star on that. On that, I mean, sure, he got a pay per view match with Cody Rhodes, and he hung with him, and he hung with him. Was doing his thing. You want to say, hey, the match wasn't nothing crazy, but for Dom, hey, he was getting that heel reaction. He was getting that heel reaction, was he not? Hey, all I know is y'all better stop playing with Dirty Dom. That's the best wrestler in the world, in the biggest company, mind you. Getting the biggest till reactions in Preach. the biggest company. Mitri, take us home.
Taking some Man, time. y'all just spitting, bro. I don't know what, what else I can, I can even say. Hurry up, big nose. <laughs> Hurry up, big nose. Hey, 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 point to that shit for interruption. For, for months. I've been on the dime train for months, so that's, that's like gospel to me right now, bro. Like, there's nothing else to say. The biggest reactions of in the WWE for how long? Bro can't even get a word off. And him and Logan Paul look like a pretty nice duo too. Don't forget that. No, they did. I can't I wait did. for Dom and Paul to win the tag team titles. Ooh. Cannot wait. Alright, 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 alright. y'all before y'all get into this discussion, we're we'll gonna to make it quick because uh we we running on limited time. This is the best argument. Remember, I'm not here to, to talk about how I really feel. This is the best argument. So uh y'all gonna have to come up with some good arguments. Uh both both teams. All right, while out. All right, so what I'm gonna I, start off with is Dom is a oh, it, loser. He, he, nah, what we're we not gonna, what we not gonna do. Lost. You gotta say the fourth to, member of the hottest faction is the great, is the best wrestler this year. Not even to mention, bro, he's not even, he's not even the leader of his group. He try, <laughs> he's he trying to impress the group. He's trying to impress Gunther. Hold on, hold on, not Gunther. Judgment Day has no leaders. Let's talk about something. One of your points, you, banger matches, he's starting to get there. His match with Wesley wasn't no banger match. Wesley was whooping that ass the entire match until the Judgment Day got involved. Then that triple threat match he got, Rhea carried Dom's side. So what are we talking about? What are we talking about? What, I, what I'm trying to say is, when we talk about the best pure in-ring worker in the world, Gook has a, has, a, has a case for that. If we're talking about Dom's pure in-ring work, that shit don't compare because most of the time, that shit's getting carried by the Judgment Day trying to help him out. Except for the match with Dragon Lee, I will give that to him. But the but the match with Wesley, the match with uh, the match, uh, the triple threat match they had, so he didn't it with don't Trimble? compare. What? So he, he, he ain't come with Trimble? Judgment Day got involved! The first time? Oh, you talking about a No Mercy? You talking about No Mercy? Yeah, No Mercy. He ain't I wouldn't say that match was a banger. It was a solid match, but I wouldn't say that was a banger. I think that match was carried by Trick Williams being so over. That's just match. That's him. Okay, if we talk. This match is not bangers because the bloodline interfered. I never, I never said that. Oh, I'm just that. saying. Roman Reigns. I, 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 Roman, I don't, I don't hold that against Roman, thing. Thing. but I also don't hold the judgment day against Dom. Here's the thing. Roman Reigns has proven time and time again that he can have a great match. But I gave Dom his props. I gave Dom his props. But if we talk about pure in-ring quality, it's not the whole thing on Dom is what I'm trying to say. You guys are trying to make it seem like Dom is carrying his own. Half the time, most of the time, 75% of the time, he's not carrying his own. He's either following somebody's lead or it's the judgment day literally helping him out with them trying to bring up the match quality. It's been proven time and time again. If, if you want to bring up, listen, if you want to bring up, you could argue Dom's the best heel in WWE right now. I mean, <laughs> he can't even speak on the microphone. Number, so he's he number three behind Roman and Gunther. So he can't, he can't, he can't even speak on the mic, bro. I can't even think of a person that I think of lastly who can't even speak on the mic consistently. So that's great. You could bring up that point, but when it, when it comes to match quality, it don't even compare to what Gunther has, bro. It's not even close. If we talk about this man does people, not have bad matches, bro. Gunther could go, Gunther could give Omos a five star match. That's how great Gunther is, bro. No, no, I'm not because Gunther is that great. He can literally have a five star match with anybody you put him in the ring with, and he's proven that he's wrestled everybody with different styles. He's wrestled big guys, Braun Strowman. He's Russell, Tell me you want to see Dom get destroyed, if you want to see Dom get destroyed, then sure, yeah, go and, ahead. And, I mean, and yeah, that's I, the I, thing, I, Dom's I, been getting bitched a lot this year, too, so how are you going to... 
You forgot. He lost to Cody Rhodes as North American champion on Raw. What are we talking about? Malik is the same one who is advocating. Hey, there's two different types of heels. Yeah, you got hey, you got a Gunther type of heel, and you got a Dom type of heel. Dom's type of heel. No, he's not a dominant one. He's a sneaky one. He get yeah, he gets it out. JBL but it's still effective. He's he's the best heel in the company right now doing that stuff. No, no. I would also like to he's getting the best reaction. I would say I will I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I will give you that. You could say that he's the best heel, but wrestling, he's not even the best wrestler in the judgment day. He's not even the best peer wrestler in the game. His only good storyline is against Triple A. Triple H was the best wrestler in the world when he was a heel and it still worked. You don't have to be the best wrestler in the world. That's what this argument's about. That's what this argument's about. No, so you just said Dom don't gotta be the best wrestler in the world. That's case though. That's case though. That's case though. That's case though. You just said he don't gotta be the best wrestler in the world. No, but we're not talking about just in ring. We're talking about the quality of work. Everything combined. Everything yep. combined, you don't have to be the best in ring to be the best overall. That's not yeah, what we're arguing. We're not arguing for Don's in ring over Gunther's. We know. By the way, just, just to make sure, we're, but that doesn't make him a better overall just, heel. It, just to make sure, yeah. oh, just yeah. to make sure we're covering all of our bases too. Someone said he had the story against his dad, but other uh, win or don't come home. How about that? How about the story that was supposed to occur with Mustafa Ali? Man, Holly ain't nobody want to hear that shit. We already sent away. No, 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 no. The story with Cody Rhodes. Well, right? we're not. We're not. Story, we what story with Cody Rhodes? That shit was ass. The story with Cody Rhodes didn't do anything. That's an opinion. He was winning. No, it's not. The story with Cody Rhodes didn't do anything for Dom. He got packed up by Cody twice, bro. Dominic, Dominic was literally, Dominic was literally the North American champion losing on Raw to Cody Rhodes. What are we talking about? Hey, but when the title was on the line, what happened? Oh, and I bring it up to bring up another point. Gunther hasn't been pinned or submitted all year. Nobody has pinned or submitted all year. He hasn't been pinned. He hasn't been pinned. The best wrestler in the world getting stunned by KO on SmackDown? Getting disrespected, bitch. He's one of the best sellers in the company. Hold up. You got to sell to be a wrestler. Yeah, he got the Dolph Ziggler effect. If we talk about when the bell rings. That's a low blow. If we talk about when the bell rings inside that squared circle, nobody is going to disagree with the fact that Gunther is better. That's not what our main argument is because that would be a stupid argument. We are talking about in 2023. And I'm not disagreeing with Gunther in this conversation at all. However, we are talking about 2023, his overall body of work. We cannot deny that Dom's overall body of work. I mean, let's be real. The fact that, Malik, you already mentioned it. The fact that this man can't talk on the mic. He's not the greatest in ring. He's not the greatest promo. But the fact that he's one of the biggest heels on that brand for sure, getting the biggest reactions consistently. Not, And I would have understood, y'all. If it was only happening when he was arguing, when he was feuding with his dad, because everybody loved Rey Mysterio. This has been past that feud. This has right. been past it, and it's still getting. But, but let's but let's talk about something else. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Every time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's talk about something. Else. Let's talk about something else real quick because Dominic's character is absolutely amazing. Are we forgetting what Gunther's character is? I'm the motherfucking ring general. Whenever I step in this motherfucking ring, I run this shit. What has Gunther done every single time he's stepping in there? You talk about character work. 
as if dude, this character literally isn't being the best professional wrestler alive. That's his character. And Gunther has a Hey, here's the thing that I think y'all are missing. We are debating great versus great. We are not saying Gunther is lower and we are right. We, this is a great versus great, okay? Splitting we, I do not disagree with what you just said about how good. Hey, ring general, you go in, you handle business. All we're arguing is Dom in 2023, you could argue, has been a better overall performer, overall better heel. You can make that argument. And all we're saying is, hey, if you if you want to if you just want to base it off the people, everybody, everybody doesn't this. I mean, everybody knows what Gunther about. But there's a reason Dom all year has been getting the type of reactions he's been getting and bringing the type of emotion out of these fans the way he's been doing. And that can't be denied. That's all we're saying. Nobody nobody can deny that he... Did Dom make someone's kids cry? Probably. I don't know. That's what Gunther did. Gunther made Chad Gable's kids cry. Gunther made Chad Gable's kids cry. kids cried on command. On command? Come on, command. man. Let's not do that. Because that we can't. We, let's not do scenes, that. You know that. No, no, no. Let's you know not that, do Jerry? that because let's not do that. Because even if it was real, they were like, "Oh wait, 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 don't Lewis. Let me do that." Okay, so if that's the case, that piped in fucking noise. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, we can really talk about it. You, okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not back there. Wait, wait, wait. Dom's don't wait. If you want to pull that, I can pull that too. Oh, you're just, oh once, you're, once they said pipe thin noise, his mic starts. But even if it so was so. real, even if the crying was real, he wasn't crying because Gunther was mean. He was crying because his dad lost. Too bad it went down, though. It was Gunther. No, no, no. I was just not against you for that because even Dom said it. He had no fucking clue what was going to happen during that SummerSlam match and that ladder match. You, you telling me, you telling me, Chad Gable's kids didn't think, oh my god, my dad's going to win. You trying to say on command? They probably thought his dad, his dad was gonna win. And, and hold on, let's talk about let's talk the about kids this. Kids don't too. know shit. We let's talk about this too. Karen the work Dom got it. We got reaction. Dom got it. I think Gunther so far has had more solid stories, and I think Gunther has had solid matches. Let's also talk. They, these guys both have a championship, right? Let's talk about the elevation with that. Gunther just broke the record. Gunther is arguably the greatest IC champion of all time. While Dom lost his fucking belt and got it back. Kudos to him. You got it back. Right away. Dom lost his shit. Dom ain't half the champion. Wesley is. Gunther is 50 times the champion. Honky Talk Man ever was. What okay, are we talking about? Okay, okay, okay. Hey, here's my rebuttal to that. Here's my rebuttal to that. Hey. He was the longest reign IC hey, champion. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, Catching strays is what he's here's doing. My rebuttal to that. Hey. Gunther, with what he's doing with the IC title, hey, he ain't really had no pressure because of the way Vince destroyed that title over the years. That North American title was prestigious when Dom took it over. Okay, it was a prestigious title when Dom took it over. I just want to make sure I heard this correctly. You said you said Gunther had no pressure. Taking the icy what? title because it was the bad. IC That's title. the ultimate pressure right there. He wait, had to wait, do wait. his job to make that title irrelevant. Wait, 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 the last wait, person, the UK champion. The last, the last, the last, the last person, the last person to make the icy title as great as it was was the guy he's about to face at Survivor Series. Yes, and how many years ago was that? Five. 
Yeah, and, and Gunther had pressure. to take that title. That and was his job pressure. to make it prestigious. No, because here's my here's my thing. When Gunther took he was playing title, with house money. He, thank you. He was playing with house money because that IC title had been irrelevant since the Miz lost it. They were hot potato on that title with Ricochet and God knows who else. Which is why. Which is which is why it wasn't. No, but that's why it's no pressure. Because you said there was no pressure. Oh, no, 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 there was how is that no? How is that no pressure? Know, that makes sense. There was literally a report that Vince McMahon was planning to bury this mother. Motherfucker. So what are we oh, talking hey, about? No pressure. Hey, he was about hey, to lose his job. Hey, if you can't, if bro, you can't lose the title, that hasn't mean shit. In hold on, hold on. Wait, so, hold on. So, was it no pressure? Hold on, hold on. So, was it was it no pressure? Was it, was it, no, pressure? Was it no pressure for the Miz when he won the Aussie title too and had to elevate it? No pressure hey, for him. Hold up. Hey, hold. And that's the Miz was playing with house money I'm too. Getting, but oh, I'm not my. getting the answer. I'm not getting the answer. Look, it's his job to make the title relevant. What are we talking about? Okay, but how? But hold on. But hold on. Everybody knows when, especially, and when we talk about Gunther, hey, when, uh, what's it called? When Triple H took over, when Triple H took over, that's when he started making the titles feel important. When Gunther first had it for that first little bit, Fuck it, it's even though Gunther, we all liked him, it still wasn't. Didn't feel important when Triple H, well, I mean, when Vince was running the show, because Vince never cared. Now, when we, you brought up the Miz's thing. got pressure. Hold up, hold up, hold up. No, because everything was a shit. No, because you guys, bro. If you, bro it's like, I already like, want to fire you. I want to bury you. So if you can't no, even because, up with this meaningless no, title, you're done. Okay, but we, okay, but Vince wanted to fire him. It's not like, okay, we, we're not going to act like Vince wasn't making bad decision after bad decision. So we know that was stupid. We know Gunther did nothing. To deserve to be fired, so we're not pressure. gonna act like that. All right, all right, oh, no. all right, G, all right, G. Uh, bro, that's the ultimate pressure, though, bro. Like, let me let, let me let me ask you this question: Who has more pressure, the player who's the good player who's on a shitty team, or the okay player who's already on a stack team? So Damian Lillard and Jordan Poole. Exactly. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. Okay. Yes, I agree with you in that aspect. However, let me, no, no, no. Let me ask this question. Let me ask this question. What do you think is easier? To live up to an already historic uh, title, right? Or a title reign before you? Or to live up to meaningless crap? And, and, no, and no, 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 no. Let, let's that's that's not talk about that. Because they both had historic title reigns to live up to. So what are we talking about? The good when Gunther took over, no, Gunther when Gunther won that title, nobody was saying, Oh, Gunther gotta live up to the Mrs. Twin. Nobody was saying that, bro. When Don won the title off of Wesley, that was literally coming off the greatest North American title. They had they had to make sure that was warranted. He had to make sure that was warranted by ending. You could not follow up that you could not follow up that Wesley title reign and have a dud. You couldn't. And, and remember, that's what we were all worried about when Don won. We were like, wow, you go from Wesley to this? But, and so that's what we were all worried about. When Gunther won that and did he title, do that? you know what we said? Did Dom do oh, that? Okay, yes or no? God, because Ricochet wasn't doing Did Dom win. do that? Yes or no? I think so far, yes. Years. Hold on, no, 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 no. Look, did, did, no, has he done that? Yes or no? Yes, so far he yes. has. No, no. no so, so far, far he has. No. That title right was not now. as prestigious as what he was He has not lived up to that. He has not lived up to that. No, no. He ain't on Wesley's level, bro. He's not on Wesley's level. He is not. It was nowhere near. The only thing Dom has done with that title is get Dragon Lee to the main roster. That's it. Wait. 
He doesn't. He he doesn't. He put that shit on Raw and SmackDown. He made that shit national. So obviously, he also did that. And he lost it. He put that shit on Raw. He got it right back, and he lost it for storyline reasons. That's okay. That's okay if you lose that story. All right, all right, all right. I, right. I can't wait to finish this. Oh man, all right, man. So, <laughs> Team Dirty Dom, you had yes, me intrigued. You had yes, me sir. intrigued at first, uh-huh. but goddamn, what you mean? Nah, y'all had some good arguments. I ain't gonna lie. Dom, Dom has had uh, based off reactions, based off of how he makes people feel. Uh, but Gunther is overall a better performer, first of all. He's just overall better performer. Uh, overall better wrestler. Character work is kind of difficult because Gunther's character is more about being a straight. Yeah, it's, about, it's more wrestler-based. And Dom has incredible character development. But I think Gunther's just more established, and he's just—he lives. He, he's more experienced. I mean, he's more—he's more seasoned. He's going to play his character better than Dom. And I mean, that that North American Championship IC title—that that argument kind kind of—that was kind of a headshot to yourself, man. That that because well, man me, because because me, I hear what. No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, no, go ahead. We can't no, take sorry, no more. Like, Let him say the results, and then after we. No, you say what you got to say. He did say the results. He did say the results, right? No, he said you guys won. Pretty much, game. pretty much. <laughs> no, I want to hear what you say. Dude. I want to hear what you say. You already know. I mean, O two. Oh, yeah. so, now, I mean, I mean, if Hold on, what was it? The question this would have been a three out, man. Yeah, listen. You ever seen Longest Yard? Blame Paul Crew. What I'm what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say, right? For the, for, if we frame this particular debate, and that's what I'm talking about, right? If we had won the recent debate and we had had the opportunity to choose, we had already confirmed in chat it was going to be Gunther, right? So you guys pick Gunther. So then who are we going to pick? Like we we could have picked Seth Rollins. That's who we were going to pick. We we could have picked we could have picked Kenny Omega. We could have picked anybody that just going blow for blow with Gunther. But in my opinion, I thought that might have been a very boring conversation because you're just picking at straws. I wanted to pick someone who I realistically believe is one of the best things going in wrestling and make the case. Just make the case that he might be the best wrestler in the world. Now, would I draft him over Gunther? Fuck no. Fuck no. But for the purposes of this debate, first of all, I love and respect all three of you. Nothing that I said was personal. I was just trying to win this. Hey, G, G, you know I but, love you, right? You know I love you, right? But I was just, I thought that us and G agreed and Mitri agreed in chat that trying to lift Dom in that conversation was going to be much more enthralling. And I think we were right. That was a really fun conversation. Yeah, we beat Nate's interest. We wanted Nate to sit up in his chair like, oh, let's, where they go with this? Let me hear what y'all, let me let them cook. Y'all somehow let them cook. did it. Y'all somehow did it. Y'all they cook. I ain't gonna lie, y'all cooked with that argument. It was, a, it was a lot closer than I thought it would be. And, and, I, but, I, feel but, like, and I feel like it's already over. It's fine. But yeah. I feel like y'all kind of got a little bit maybe misconstrued with what I meant by pressure. Because I wasn't saying that they don't have any pressure and at all, but I was just saying it was harder to come off a great title reign and try to live up to that than to come off of a mid-title reign and a mid-title reign for years and try to live up to that. Even if Gunther doesn't break the record, halfway through his run, it was like, wow, this is better than anything we've seen in 
five years since the Miz. If he would have ended, how, let's say he's got 500 days. If he would have ended at 250, it would have been, that's all part with the Miz. Like, that's why I was saying he didn't, like, he didn't have to do much with that title because it wasn't prestigious since the Miz. And that was five years ago. That was my main point when I was trying to bring up. Not that he doesn't have any pressure, but he was playing with house money because Gunther, all he had to do was be himself with that title for 250 days and have the same title title defenses he did and would have been perfect for him. That's what I kind of meant by that. And yes, I wanted Samoa Joe because he's gonna but, but he's gonna but he's gonna win the world title. I promise you. I promise you. Yeah, 2032, right? I, th- I thought Seth Rollins would have might have made a more appealing argument just because of the storyline base and he's had good matches too, but you know, we went with Gunther, bro. It was gonna go. With we were hoping that y'all would have overthought it and not went with Gunther because we felt like we would have won with Gunther. Yeah, we were gonna go one or the other, but I think Seth would have had an appealing argument too. He's, you know, we, we had an appealing argument too, but it was hard to pass up on Gunther, bro. He's been doing too much, bro. Hey, Axe, we the Cavs, we the Cavs. Yeah, they came back 2 0. I mean, Jade, I truly believe Jade let y'all come back. Hey, hold on. I, I ain't gonna lie. Hey, 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 because he argued attitude. I mean, we could have made some good points for the attitude. No, listen, era, hold but... up, hold up, listen. Because I don't, I legitimately thought, like, in my personal opinion, I think the ruthless erection era is better. But I thought between Mitri's analysis of it and with my argument of having lived through it and being the target demographic when it happened, I honestly thought that I could put enough juice behind it. I honestly did. Now we failed, but I, I like the effort we threw at it. I, I wasn't mad at it. Man, good. listen, bro. This is safety, one of the safety uh, dropped down, and then it was a deep ball to Tyree. We, we, we're, gonna, we're gonna do the outro, man. Michi, appreciate you for coming on uh, last minute. Or, uh, one of the best episodes we did, man. So hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys want to see a part two, let us know, man. We might, we might have to cook up something else, man. Shout out hey, to Nate for coming up part of this. I want to be in the trenches next time. If y'all want, if y'all want. If y'all want, we can do this like once every month, but everybody can host. So everybody can do. Can I be the next host? I'm trying to be trenches. If Lewis wants to be the next host, I'm down for this. But we could do we could do one we could do uh one it's like Samoa one. Joe ass yes or no that's gonna be <laughs> so appreciate you guys for coming through it's Samoa Joe getting packed make up. sure you guys make sure you guys like make sure you guys like the video man share all that stuff make sure you guys don't be looking around here like Jr man stay away from them steps stay away from them steps you already know man watch some top yes sir yes sir Hey, listen, bro. Listen, bro. Hey, listen. I got, I got a little secret for y'all, bro. Omas told me he's coming back soon, bro. So let's be ready, bro. He be ready. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's coming back soon. You gotta put the Nate cam. He's coming back soon. Gotta put the Nate cam. The Nate cam. God damn it, Nate. Now he's gone. What the fuck? Where you doing, bro? There you go. Take my spotlight, bro. Yeah. Omas. Oh my, 